0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, happy Comic-Con at home. Sure. It was Comic-Con at home this week. Did you go to Comic-Con at home?
1: Uh, I did not. Mm. I don't know if I watched anything Comic-Con related, actually.
0: I did see some stuff, though I did watch way less than I would have if it was Comic-Con in San Diego, which I also wouldn't have gone to. No. Um, But... Normally, I feel like I pay more attention just because I think also there's more stuff going on, whereas this, it's kind of scatterbrained and it's just online and not everybody went and not everybody did their normal thing. Like DC's doing their DC dome thing at the end of the August and there's no Marvel anything because they didn't probably don't have anything to show because they were in the midst of filming all of their things that they would have had trailers for otherwise, probably. And uh, there was some stuff. There was a new trailer for the boys season two. The Amazon superhero show. They confirmed that it was uh, renewed for season three as well. So, plenty more. They said
1: that when the first season had ended, that they were doing two more seasons after it.
0: Yeah, so that's super confirmed now. So, more The Boys, which is a good show. If you haven't watched The Boys, you should watch The Boys, though. um, You know, it's a rated R style show, TVMA. Get your parents' permission.
1: It's one of those weird things where I wouldn't recommend people read the comic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've never read the comic.
1: It's gross. Well, yeah.
0: The show's pretty gross too. Well, I mean, I mean
1: it's like more gross. There's like lots of rape and like hmm. just um I can't remember the dude who wrote it. Um like that's his thing. Like he wrote a comic called Penis. Hmm. And it was just like every cover had a dick all over it. It was just like he's he's one of those like I'm just gonna gross you out
0: shock value to
1: yeah.
0: Is it Garth Annis?
1: Yeah, Garth Ennis, okay. yeah. Um
0: I didn't want to accuse Garth Ennis of being the penis guy if he wasn't. But or I'm no, it's called sure. Dicks. Oh, okay. Not
1: penis, but still. Had dicks all over it. Yeah. So it lived up to its name.
0: Yeah. But, but technically, just, could have been called penis. We don't know.
1: He's just that kind of author. He just likes to make gross stuff to to bring the shock value. But the comic is is pretty gross. Yeah.
0: The, yeah, they only imply some of the things that are probably explicitly drawn.
1: Oh yeah, no, and it's like pages and pages worth. Where mm-hmm. it's like this one is just like that the one scene where it was implied that it was going to happen, and then it never did.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was a few there was a lot more panels of like retrospectives and stuff. Like there was a table read for Scott Pilgrim where they like you know, I think they read through the whole movie because we just saw yeah, the thumbnail a for read. it on but like the table read could be, you know, one scene or right. uh you know, 20 minutes, but the thumbnail we saw looked like it was like an hour and 40 minutes. So mm. was, it could be just like a small table read and then discussion because of the 10th it's the 10th anniversary yeah. of the movie. Uh, there was some other... There was, like, a Charlize Theron badass woman retrospective kind of thing. She's been in a bajillion action movies. The
1: one she was just in I actually watched this weekend. Oh,
0: The Old Guard? Yeah, it's How good. is it?
1: It's really good. Nice. Um, I I'd also, like, read the comic just because I was like, oh, I might as well read the comic yeah. because of the movie. And it's a fairly, like good adaptation yeah. other than like the last part of it is different for nice. the movie to try and open for sequels
0: yeah i've been i've been looking forward to watching that um but i just didn't get around it to it good. this week yeah um so that's good nice uh i did see they had a new trailer for new mutants which is definitely still coming to theaters and they talked about like what the trilogy they had in mind was before everything happened and now there won't be another one this yeah. is just it uh, which is kind of a bummer because it does kind of look cool but like, it looks out there it doesn't look like your traditional X Men movie, which is a good thing.
1: Yeah, because they're all not great anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and it's just like they're all—it's uh, mutants. They fight other bad mutants. That's it. This one's like demons and hell and monsters and a giant smoky bear. Like, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. It looks—it looks kind of cool. Uh, but that's—that's that's it. They're only going to get the one, I, unless I guess it lights you know the world on fire. But I don't necessarily think that it will. No. And even if it did, I don't think they're going to pour money into these sequels and whatnot from no, movie was... other
1: movies that they were planning on making yeah
0: and this movie was filmed four years ago so everyone they'd have to do a huge time jump <laughs> <the movie's> been... <laughs> hey it
1: wouldn't stop x-men from making time jumps that's
0: true that's a that's a thing that that happens all the time but yeah there was you know there's the normal like toy and collectible announcements and stuff and all the new funko pops and things coming out and so
1: yeah so what's his name? comic-con stuff Um keanu reeves did like a like constantine reunion yeah because it was weird because that would
0: sucked (laughs) yeah but i guess it's like one of those like it's a cult favorite now and people want him to see him make a second one or you know i think they want to see some kind of weird multi-dimensional crossover with like his constantine and the tv constantine that people really like so keanu reeves also put out a comic book i think this week where like he stars in it as like an action person oh
1: yeah i saw something about
0: that i didn't read it but i i like, I looked at the art, and the art looked kind of cool. And, like, the story seemed pretty fun, so.
1: Yeah, and everyone likes counter-use. Yeah,
0: exactly. But, yeah, so none of the, it didn't really have – Comic-Con at home didn't really have any of the big, like, powerhouse things you would expect. But still, it was nice that something happened, as opposed to just being like, it would have been Comic-Con, but nothing. Yeah. We're not doing any kind of online component. We're not doing trailer. We're not doing anything. Um, so it was at least good that there was something, some semblance of – real world you could
1: cosplay in your boxers
0: that's true and your your boxers could be the cosplay we don't we don't know yeah they they had just boxer spider-man in the marvel spider-man game you could have just done that
1: i do that all the time from you wear the mask and everything i'm a yeah smart i do yeah smart it's a great deal wear a fucking mask wear
0: your masks people just do it it's 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 good
1: and because then you can wash your hands yeah because then
0: no one knows your secret identity ultimately which is the good thing you can even put
1: glasses on and double down
0: yeah glasses hat just cover everything up no yeah. one will know it's you it's great um but yeah so when you since you weren't watching comic-con at home i assume you were playing games this week john so what did you play this week
1: uh i've been playing tsushima as always but i also picked up two new things one of them uh, i picked up um uh, nhl 21 because hockey is now like twenty three three days away 20. 20 sorry yeah. yeah
0: we'll get to 21 in a little bit
1: yeah because um, hockey is only a couple days away thank god um and uh we, like, yeah baseball's
0: back basketball's in the bubble right now it's sports aplenty
1: it's good i, I need sports to look forward to yeah in life. i'm happy uh joe and i were like out looking for ghost sushi mix he wanted to buy it mm-hmm. and it was sold out everywhere which is crazy um and uh, while we were at one store NHL 20 was only like 30 bucks and I was like I should probably buy that hockey's coming up and then we went to Best Buy and it was only $25 so I got it when I was there and then I got home and the next day PS4 had their summer sale Oh, that went man. up, and it's $12. I was like, oh. "Motherfucker!" And, I was and like, you had and
0: opened th- it. And... and this
1: is also a thing I would rather have digitally, yeah. where I could just be playing Kusushima, which is on a disc, and then just be like, All right, I'll play a round of hockey before Why? I go to bed. Why? What Are you Are you lazy,
0: John? <laughs> do you, wanna, you don't want to swap disc? It's just right there. It's only a couple steps away.
1: <laughs> it's not even a couple steps away. It's within reach of yeah. my chair. It's That's lean, how close I sit.
0: Do an ab crunch. You got yes. it. You can press that button.
1: But yes, I, 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 I even was like, yeah, fucking right. Yeah, see? but it's only for some things. It's no, I, only I for some listen.
0: Things. I know.
1: I absolutely know. I don't want Austin Matthews staring at me, so I instantly took the case and put it behind my other cases. Does it have
0: a reversible slip cover or anything like uh, that? I didn't the, even look. probably. I'm, I'm almost sure it doesn't. No, I'm uh, sure it doesn't. But either. it'd be cool if it was just like you flip it over and it's just like the NHL emblem or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think it. There is one, but I just fucking Austin. Just Matthews flip it over and, and just write stupid, NHL stupid goofy grin, and I just want to punch him. Mm-hmm. Um, i mean he's a good hockey player
0: yeah also we don't condone violence against celebrities just saying like if you saw him you In wouldn't actually hockey, punch him i
1: would punch him there you go i would track him down i would ask him if he wants to tango and then we drop the gloves yeah you want to go and he would say no because he's a star and he doesn't fight too bad um, Enforcer doing it so i played that a bit um i'm trying to do the skill sticks which i don't do and normally i usually do the hybrid so you can use the skill sticks for like deking and stuff like that but mm-hmm. usually you would just do it for that's passing. all i want it for
0: i i just want the the stick for deking. But i don't want the don't big to do... thing
1: is you can't do slap passes with that uh hybrid controls you have to use the stick mm. because clicking in on the right stick fakes the shot and then you have to pull back and then pass but passes also change the player at the same time mm-hmm. but when you're using the uh, the triggers it's passes its own dedicated button gotcha so you can't do it unless you're using the skill stick and i was like uh well i might as well try so i'm trying to use the skill trick to or the skill sticks to be like you know play the game like it's intended. to have skills right i don't deek because i just I, I still don't get that part in mm-hmm. my brain like i'm not a stick handling guy like i would rather just pass it or shoot um, so I'm trying to learn how to like be more,
0: s- I mean, Deakin's really fancy. only just good for getting into the zone and like breakaways.
1: Yeah. It's not like, it- you're
0: not doing that when all 10 people are in the offensive zone.
1: No. Um, but it's more important for the, the world of Chell mode where it's oh yeah like, that's all about deaking and being, like, tricking out goalies and stuff like that. Because it's you versus another person. It's a one-on-one or three-on-three mode. So, like, it is very important for that. So I'm trying to learn how to do it. But I made my own character, and then this time I didn't decide going up through the, like, minor leagues or anything like that. I was just like, nope, just fucking recruit me to the Bruins, please. (laughs) So I can play alongside. Yeah.
0: No messing around here. I just want to be on the team.
1: But it's more of the same. Yeah. I'm doing the same thing where I'm still fucking tripping everyone because poke check is very effective Mm -hmm. and like overly effective that if you're anywhere near a puck you just tap the poke check button but it's like a 50 50 it's like it either trips them or you get the puck back so um i played that a bit and then i bought um ring fit adventure finally
0: yeah you were able to track it down online a couple weeks ago you were able to track it down and that's true
1: you told me about it that's true
0: you had been looking and i knew you had been looking so when i saw of posting online about it. I was like, "Hey, it says it's still in stock at Best Buy and it let me add to cart and everything seems to check out." Yep. Try it? <laughs> Go so, for it, it. worked. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it got here and What I, do you think? I did it for one day and then like fucking did something to my leg and I haven't touched it since cuz like my right calf is still killing me. Your
0: calf or your thigh? Calf. Okay. Bottom half. Okay.
1: Um my thighs were killing me first. Yeah. And
0: you said you had trouble walking down the stairs, I down which down the I stairs told you would happen. And you were happened in the bathroom. And
1: I was like, I'm not going down another set of stairs. So I yeah. just went back upstairs. Got
0: halfway down. Like, nope no, I, I was like,
1: no, no, it's too sore. Um, but it did make me sweat, which is great. Yeah. Uh, my eye watch or my Apple watch does not think I'm working out. Cause I'm holding onto the ring the whole time. Yeah. So that was a little frustrating. Cause I was like, dude, I'm sweating balls. And it said like, you haven't worked out today. And I'm like, bullshit I have.
0: <laughs> can you like i mean i don't know how it is on an apple watch like i can do it on my android one but like can you manually start a workout to be like i'm doing uh like strength training or like uh, yeah. isometric exercise or whatever it's called where you like I have resistance like a fitness training app that yeah. i
1: could use it uh that i could be like hey i'm gonna do x amount of yeah whatever but like it would be like cycling or jogging or like it would be like a bunch of other stuff and then it would calculate like your weight and your size and your distance and then it will, like, engineer a fake algorithm that way, you know? Yeah. I like, mean, if cause... you say you're jogging for half an hour, it thinks you're jogging, playing, like, just straight. Yeah. Like, obviously, not everything's straight and flat around here. Like, we'd be going up hills or down hills or something like that. So, even that wouldn't be accurate. So, I don't even know what to put in for the for this because you're jogging, you're doing weird, like, leg ups. You're yeah, you're running in place. You're thrusting, you're doing stuff with your arms. So there would be sex no a workout bill. on there
0: because you're thrusting and doing stuff with your arms and you're I don't, running I don't do in a place. Lot of stuff
1: with my arms when I'm sexing. Hey, you
0: know everybody's different. Some people just do arm stuff. <laughs> See, arm stuff. Do arm stuff. You lifting things? It's I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. It's gonna be the grossest podcast we've ever done. We started out talking about dicks and now we're talking about I'm sex just, workouts. I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, you set the tone, man. This is all on you.
1: No, you brought it there. Uh, nope no i didn't um no there is n- i don't know and i'm not looking <laughs> but i i was gonna try and do it every other day and then thursday i think you had somebody over so i wasn't gonna like stomp around upstairs um i was gonna try and do it every other day so i was, did it tuesday and i was gonna try again thursday and then saturday was yesterday and i was too lazy so mm. and my leg like, my like legitimately like my calf still hurts because I'm still trying to, like, run quietly. So, like, I'm not putting my foot fully down on the ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But so I'm mean, assuming you're just on, like, the balls of your feet running
1: in place. Yeah. yeah. So, that's essentially, what I'm do. just running on the tips of my toes yeah. instead of, like, running on your whole foot.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to stretch. That's most important. And it tells you that at the beginning that you should stretch. Like, I did what this...
1: it told me to do. I did this little stretchy, like, there's intro this... thing. Yeah. you got to stretch. But apparently, it's not enough for out of shape me. Yeah. Um, for very
0: stagnant city you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I do. I sit yeah. 99% of the time.
0: Yeah, I meant sit, not city. Like, a yeah, large C-I-T-Y, metropolis. But very... S-I-T-T-Y, yeah.
1: which is not a real word. Not a
0: real word, but I made it up. Yes. But it sounded like a real word, and I want to clarify.
1: But, uh, no. I will try and get back into it. Um, I might add, uh, change it to the like squat mode, so I'm not running the whole time. Mm. Um, but the squats were also, like, one of the hardest. I uh, clearly, my, I said, my legs hurt, not my arms. So squats were also one of the hardest things to do.
0: Yeah, those squats they really get to you because that's what that's what did me in that very first day. Was like I was going through just normal, was feeling fine, and then there was one point where I had to fight multiple enemies. And when you first start out, there's only so many attack movements that yeah, you have. I think there's four. So you have like in arm one, you have a squat, then you have a sit down one, and then you have a squat with arm stuff. Yeah, and so like. I remember doing like a super long chain of just squats like right right in a row and then you pick up the pace and you go even quicker with them and I did those and then I did like the sit down one and then I went to do like the squat with arms and like I went down to start it and just went nope, not getting up. Nope. That that the the fast paced squat really just really just did me in real quick cuz I'm not a person who does squats.
1: Yeah. I like the when you do the the um like, leg ups or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, it tells you to sit down. Like the
0: need a chest when you're sitting
1: down? Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, get up. And then, it like, in parentheses underneath it, says, like, take your time. Take your time. Don't <laughs> need to rush. And so, like, I did it, like, the third time. I was like, all right, I'll be up in a, in a minute. Just give me a minute. <laughs>
0: well, that's smart, too, because when I first did it, before it told me to take my time, I was like, oh, shit, the next attack is going to come. I have to be up and holding the ring yeah. to be able to do defense, which yeah. is you squeeze it's the, the ring crunch, in. Yeah. Um. Or, yeah, you put it against your abs and, like, harden your stomach, your core to do that. But I was like, oh, shit, they're going to attack me. I better go in real quick and get up. And they're like, no, don't worry. You have your time. Like, you'll tell us when you're up and ready. Because uh, so it knows think, when the ring is. Yeah, you know, so that's good. Uh, although the first time I did it, I accidentally held the ring backwards, so it didn't work for any of the things. The rest of the level. Whoops! Like the jumps didn't work, and the victory. But remember, I couldn't victory pose. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is it, wrong? Because it's, s- it's swapped around. I thought like you were shooting it down. shooting it Yeah, exactly. Up. It had, had no idea what was happening. So. Um, but are you gonna stick with it? Like, did you enjoy your time with it, or you're just like, damn it, why did I? Get no, this? and I
1: really should, and I really need to stick with it. Like, yeah. this isn't a like, I want to go back and play this. It's like I want to not be a fat lard who yeah. sits on my butt all day. So like, this is something I'm gonna go back and like legitimately try yeah, to yeah. do. It said you could like um, set updates, and I don't know how it would, like alarm or notify you can set you. An alarm.
0: I assume it's if you're playing, if your switch is on or in rest mode, it might turn on and be like, hey, why aren't you playing me? Well, and it I said, like, know, I needed though.
1: to update the controllers to do so. So I think, like, it'll physically vibrate. Oh, maybe. But I have headphones on 99% of the time anyway. So yeah. I'm not going to hear that. Um, so I didn't turn it on because I was just like, no, nah, I'll, I'll get back to it. Plus, like,
0: like, if you if you set the alarm to say, like, re- remind me every other day at 530 when, like, you're done with work, you've, you've, yeah. you've eaten dinner or whatever, or you want to do it before you eat, then, like, you're going to know what's going to happen. And you're either going to be busy playing Tsushima, not here downstairs making dinner, like, it, you know, it's gonna come up. Right. Because you set the alarm for it. So the first time you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, I don't really want to play right now. Well, and then it's just really going to become the routine of you snoozing the alarm. Yeah,
1: so I was like, I'm good. You can, like, I will get back to it when I will. And, like, yeah. I legitimately was going to do it on Thursday. And then, like, my leg hurt. And then I apparently made up an excuse that someone was here. Yeah. Um, I
0: was like, no, no, I was here. I, was, I wasn't well, here. Well, I'm mostly
1: just afraid of knocking over all your collectibles and everything, too. Some of
0: them, some of them have fallen, but that could easily just be them Gravity. falling. that. They do do that from time to time,
1: um, but I played that, and then I've been playing lots and lots of Tsushima, which yeah. I still think it's okay. Yeah. Like, it's not the best thing I've ever played. Um, it, it's way too easy to get like sidetracked in, which I don't necessarily like. Whereas, like the Spider-Man games, like you could get sidetracked and stuff, but like it wasn't like every time you swing down the street, there's something to do. Like. You could at least get to your area, or like take the the train to get to the next mission. Yeah. Whereas it seems like anytime I get on my horse, like there's bandits that need to be killed, or like something along the way, the bird comes by and it tells me there's something nearby. I'm like, dude, I just want to do the mission at this point. Yeah. Um, doesn't stop me from not going and collecting those things. I was texting Tyler last night, and I was like, you know, I, I put it on now to do the next mission in the chain. And I was like, I'll just play one mission and then like have a book I'm trying to finish. And then like looked at the clock and it was like four and a half hours later. And yeah. i was like, Oh, whoops. <laughs> um, but I'm still liking it. I just am about to wrap up the first, um, like the first arc on the main Island, mm-hmm. which I guess will get you to like the next part of the next Island. Um, but, uh, so like act one. Yeah. And I yeah. think it is physically. Yeah, like, it's I think called it's called act, act, act 1, one. Yeah. Um, but, word of advice to those of you who are have are playing it or like not this far, just do the missions. The stuff you see, like the Mongol encampments and stuff like that, um, you have to clear them in missions eventually. So clearing them now does nothing for you,
0: yeah, you were telling me this because i I also picked it up. I'll um, oh, we'll get to, you know, yeah, what? The, the other thing that I played after, but since we're talking about it now, I picked it up as well and you were telling me that and it seems a little weird that that would be the case where I think you were saying Joe cleared an encampment. Yep. Then there was like
1: the woman was supposed stuff. to
0: direct you yeah. to do it uh, and then he did it before then and then the woman just like disappeared and he had to wait to like reload the world to get it to to do that. Yeah. Which is I, I think that's weird. I feel like you should get the credit that you just cleared an encampment, and then go talk to the woman, and she'd be like, "Thank you so much. I was going to ask if you could do that. That you're so gracious. Like, what a great warrior you are. Here's XP and a pelt or whatever. But like you get th- what you get, regardless what order you th- do it. The thing is,
1: in. is like that encampment isn't shown as occupied by Mongols on the map. You just go there and there's enemies there. So you clear them all out. You get the experience for clearing them all out. And then you go away, well, they're just going to come back because effect, like you haven't actually cleared them out. You haven't cleared the encampment because no, it's not I, occupied Yeah, I models.
0: get the logic in the game. I just think it's flawed logic. It should be – if there's enemies there and you clear them and they would have normally stayed away forever if you did it in the proper order, you talking if, – if you didn't go talk to the woman that was standing on the cliffside nearby, then fine. But if, like, don't make that woman disappear – To where you can't even, like, you should be able to go talk to the person after who would have asked you to clear it. And they just say, thanks, I was going to ask you to do that. You did it already. What a great honor it is to meet you. Whatever the dialogue tree would be. And then just progress it along that. Like, you shouldn't have to do it in the proper order. You should just be able to, like, that takes away from the open-worldness of it if you have to do things in a certain order.
1: Well, like, I had one specifically that happened to me where, like there's a, a lighthouse and like lighthouses are one of the many of hundreds of collectible slash like checklist items that there are mm-hmm. like you have to light a lighthouse and it like gives you something for doing it. Um Like I found one and it was surrounded by Mongols, cleared them out, lit the lighthouse left because it then showed up on my map as like being there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I spawned there because there was a mission right next to it that I was going to go to. And when I spawned in, there was Mongols there again. And like, usually you don't spawn places where enemies are
0: yeah because it wants to give you the option to sneak in yeah i was like
1: to fuck so like i fought them all and then went and did the mission and the mission was to then burn down that lighthouse so or not burn it down but like set it ablaze so that the mongols would never go there again and i was like oh had i just done this mission instead of doing that first then that then i can now spawn here and now there's nobody there so like it does make sense in the fact that like it it's an open world game. It needs to do more to detract you from the things that you're not supposed to be doing at the time. Where like, um, like Far Cry, um, not Far Cry, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mm-hmm. This very much feels like that because it had the same thing where I had like encampments and stuff like that. You're supposed to clear them, but the only way to get to them, like, you would get up to that area and they would murder the shit out of you if you weren't doing it in a mission. Yeah. Like this one needs to have that kind of like. It's not easy, but that kind of way of saying like you're not supposed to be here yet, like
0: yeah, and there was because it it does do some of that because I know that there was one instance where I got to an encampment and I cleared like ninety percent of the people and I couldn't find one dude so I was trying to sneak away to then come back and get him when he wasn't paying attention to like make the fight easier yeah and I remember walking to like an area kind of to the side and there was nobody there and there was nothing going on and I like walked around the buildings and nobody there no collectibles no nothing. And I go and I kill that guy, but the music hasn't stopped. Like, because the music changes a little bit when you're in an encounter yeah. versus not. The music didn't stop as if the encounter was over. So I was like, that's weird. Like I just walked this whole area and this was the one guy that was left. I kill once I killed him, then people spawned in the area I had just walked and like made sure was clear. So it was one of those things where there weren't enemies until the game needed to populate the enemies there, which I thought was a little weird. Um, but again, it was forcing me to clear out because I had eventually had to move in that way to get something or to finish that particular part of the mission. Yeah. Which, like, just put them all there. Like, if you want to put them all there and leave them in their, like, circle or whatever, fine, but, like, don't, don't populate them, like, one at a time, essentially, which yeah. is kind of what this did. So that was a little, like, that was a little weird. Um, but, so it does do some stuff like that, but it clearly it doesn't do enough stuff like that yeah. to, To either make it open world where I can do anything I want, whenever I want, or make it, like, linear, I guess. Or at least denote what, like,
1: I should be doing and whatever. Right. It's not detracting from the experience. You're just going to have to do a lot of stuff twice. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, if you're kind of, like, you know, not super far in it, just uh, do the missions until you get to the point where you know it's going to be the end of the first act. And then... Some of the stuff you can come back and do again anyway. Yeah. Um. Or you're going to have to come back and do anyway. Um. But at that point, like, yeah, you can kind of freely go around and do anything. because you're going to be powerful enough at that point. But don't waste your time clearing all the encampments or clearing the, like, fog of war on the map or anything like that. Because the story will help you do that.
0: Yeah. See, that's the, that's kind of the weird thing. Because I remember when I started Spider-Man, I was like, I'm just going to open up all of New York. I'm yeah, going to go do all thing. these things just yeah. so I can see the map. Um. Whereas this, like... I don't know necessarily how big the map is in this one area because I don't know that it's New York or Manhattan Island, which yeah. is a real world place I am very familiar with. Right. Um, so it's kind of different in that sense. Uh, but it is it is weird that it's super open world and has that open world feel to it, but then just kind of has these wonky things that seem out of place for a game that's supposed to be an open world like adventure game.
1: Yeah. Well, and like I had found out that kind of the obviously the hard way by doing everything twice. But at like one point I was like doing a mission after playing the game for now like 10 hours or something like that, where like afterwards it was like swipe left to like play the flute. And I was like, I fucking know that. Like I've done this hundreds of times. Like, why are you telling me to do it now? Oh, well, because if I'd followed the story progression instead of clearing out this massive island, then like, yeah, it would have made sense to tell me at this point because everything was kind of clustered up in this one small area. Yeah but I had figured it out just out of, you know, pure curiosity and swiping everywhere. Yeah. Um,
0: well, and when you swipe too, like it shows you the grid of where, like what directional swipes do what. So like when you swipe down to heal yourself, you see the grid pattern of like left is your horse and up is the wind and right is the flute or
1: whatever. Yeah. Left is flute and then down is bow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What also, or heal like no tapping. Oh, tapping down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, also, bow at everything. Just fucking bow at everything.
0: Well, it's just respectful. It's just a good thing to
1: do. It is respectful. It's also like the secret things pop out, pop yeah. up out of nowhere. Like,
0: people tell you stuff. And I bowed at
1: a shrine and like a bunch of butterflies came and kind of like lifted me up in the air. And I was like, oh, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, Put I me don't down. I don't they, like heights. <laughs> I don't know if they actually do anything, but it is kind of neat. Joe cracked me up the other day. He was. Uh, they tell you not to kill the deer because deer are like sacred animal in Japan. Oh, that's
0: good because um, I almost shot one in the face the
1: other day. Oh, I did too. I by accident. So the first thing I was like, "I'm gonna skin that deer," and then I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. They they're like sacred and they don't give you anything anyway." But like Joe like killed one. I was like, "Joe, what are you doing?" And they like bowed to it afterwards. And I was like, and he was like, "Good battle." I was like, "You just killed that deer, in cold blood. What's wrong with you?"
0: Yeah, I would think that you need because like there are like pelts that you can get and hides. but they're only and... predator hides. Yeah, It's exactly. only things that attack you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, in, I'm enjoying the game. It's, uh, it's a step down from like, cause like I beat Last of Us 2, which I'll get into. Yeah. Um, but I beat it and then like went and ate dinner and like, you know, like things took a shower or whatever. Uh, and like then played it. So there was only a couple of hours in between playing it and it was a jarring transition between the two because like, Obviously, there are different kinds of games, whereas, like, Last of Us 2 is a very story-focused, semi-linear, where, like, there's some open spots where you can like, walk right. Linear. It's mostly linear yeah. game. Um, so, you can kind of, you can up the graphics, you can up the everything, yeah. uh, because it's a more contained thing, whereas, like, an open-world game... Uh, or a much more wide open game like this usually requires some sacrifices to be able to like load the world instantly and all these things. Uh, and so it was a little troublesome getting into, cause I felt like the character movement was kind of janky. Like it kind of felt stuttery. Um, I definitely noticed what you talked about last week, which is the environment is stunning. The yeah. lighting is amazing. the The way the wind affects the grass and the trees and like all of that stuff is beautiful. Like you look out over the cliff and it's these like amazing vistas and everything. It's w- amazing looking. But the character faces look like butt. Yeah, where you're just like, oh, it kind of like takes me out of it a bit. And some stuff that I didn't like, where it, I'm sure this is like more of a Japanese cinema trope. And I'm I'm playing in English, so that probably also isn't necessarily having the best impact. Depending on even like, though preference, I even though the game think was created, it's, yeah, yeah. It's
1: supposed to be played in English, given um, the mouth flaps.
0: But it was weird because it just seemed all the dialogue seems super repetitive. Where like I'm sure it's kind of like that in like Japanese cinema or these samurai films, which this is so heavily influenced by. But like I first started the game, and this is really before you get the world, the open world part of it. Like this is almost like the introductory little like prologue, I guess. Mm-hmm. Where like. You're talking to this woman, and every single conversation you have, which is like every couple minutes after an encounter, there's a little cutscene, and every single cutscene dialogue was like, "You have to help me rescue my brother." And it's like, "No, I need to rescue my uncle." It's like, "But my brother and I can help you rescue your uncle." It's like, "No, but it's important that I rescue my uncle, and then I'll help you find your brother." We should go to this thing, and then we'll determine whose uncle or brother we should go <laughs> rescue. And I'm like, "Oh my God, I get it. Her bro- her brother needs rescuing. Your uncle needs rescuing." Figure it out. Stop telling me that both people need rescuing because I totally got it. I paid attention for the first five times you said it. I know that's what we have to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't keep bringing it up. We'll get there.
1: Like, they do bring it up pretty often. Though. Yeah.
0: So the, like, the dialogue seems super repetitive, which I wasn't a big fan of. But ultimately, like the game itself, I am enjoying. Like When I'm not playing it, I want to be playing it. Yeah. I'm like engrossed enough in the world. The sword combat is cool. I'm not that great at parrying yet, but that's a me problem, not a game problem. I yeah. just have to like get used to the cadence of the game to like know when I have I was pressing it a little too early. Like uh, I really like the standoffs, which we talked about last week mm-hmm. with the you know you press and hold triangle and then let go. I immediately went and unlocked the one where a second person will come and attack you just because I thought that's how it would work the first time, but it didn't. Yeah. So like the first the second guy came in and attacked me and I was like, oh, oh no, shit, we're just in regular combat now.
1: Um, yeah, you so can have up to five.
0: That's see, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Like, well,
1: there's only three that you can get from that tree, and then there's armor that you get later on that gives you two more.
0: Yeah. So like the second I can get that part of the tree, I'm just gonna do those. Oh first. hell yeah! You just run in,
1: rip an encampment apart. In, yeah, because in it's an instant. When,
0: and it's really cool looking. Like not even just for the ease of clearing an encampment; it's just cool looking. Yeah. It makes you seem way more powerful, way more badass, which I want to feel like in a game where I'm a lone wolf trying to rescue my uncle and free Japan and all these other things. Um, So I'm definitely going to do that, but like, I like it. It's, I do think the characters look a little wonky and it took a little bit getting used to the, the way the you know, the game controlled and moved and everything. Um, But I'm, I'm quite enjoying it.
1: It is just Assassin's Creed. Yeah.
0: Which is totally fine. I, it doesn't, nothing seems repetitive yet. I am like, I noticed that I'm doing a bunch of the side missions first, Just because I think they're closer, and so I'm just trying to get a feel for things, which is a little weird. Yeah. Uh, Because there was one where I was like, go talk to this guy. And then that guy's, um, like, chart of missions is, like, nine missions.
1: You can only do the first four until, like, it tells you you can't do any more, and then you have to go and do other stuff. So I did the same thing, and I was like, do I really have to do all nine of these? And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get, like, one of them done, because there's there's him and, like, uh, the... A woman you meet like right after the being yeah. part of the game, yeah, or like the main opening. That's game. the second mission of yeah. Act One. Let's go, or... yeah. What her name starts with M. Um, they both have nine missions to them, but you can only do the first four and then they okay. go off and do something else. So, like,
0: well, at first, that was like the first mission that showed up on the map, yeah, it is. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the story progression, and it seems like it is a story progression because you're learning more about. This character and other characters that you've interacted with and you're kind of like tracking people down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is the main story. This is going to help me. And then I realized like, oh, no, this is a side story. Yeah. The main story is like somewhere else. But that part of that completionist part of my brain was like, I really need to do all nine of these. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. here in this area. I, maybe I'll pass back through here a bunch of times. I see that the main castle where I'm probably going to go rescue my uncle is at the top of the map. Yeah. So I'm going to probably have to pass through here, but maybe I won't. Maybe I'll be coming up along the other side and this will be really out of the way. Let me just take care of him now. And then I noticed he had nine and I was like, well, fuck this. <laughs> I want the rest of the story now that I know this is just a side mission, essentially. Yeah.
1: But now you know that you can at least do the first four and not have to like yeah. worry about getting too engrossed in two characters rather than your main objective
0: yeah well now the, the brothers just needs he's in dire need of rescuing
1: you do need to rescue him
0: yeah and the uncle too he, he also needs to be rescued and i I'm haven't just, gotten that far but yes i'm taking my time with uh you know collecting yeah wood and blossoms and flowers and stuff i've
1: gotten my bamboo filled like i can't pick up anymore and like my bows are both maxed out so i'm yeah. like all right can i can you stop spawning bamboo because now anytime I see something glistening off in the corner I need to get it and if it's bamboo I've just wasted my time. <laughs>
0: well yeah and, and the thing is is that like it looks like a tree. So you don't know is that a bamboo tree or is that a wood tree? Like because yeah. they look pretty similar from a distance. Uh but yeah I like I, I'm enjoying it. I think the world looks great. Um it is, you know, like it's super generic in terms of open world action mm-hmm. Assassin's creed Spider yeah. Man ask but that's okay because it's doing all of that stuff well enough.
1: Yeah it's compelling enough for me to want to keep playing
0: yeah i'm hoping that once i get through some of these early parts of the game that some of the repetitive dialogue will kind of dissipate a little bit because we won't just still be talking about the brother and the uncle and the brother and the uncle or whatever and that more things could happen like i think that's also why i've enjoyed the side mission is because we're just talking about this one character going after this other character and it's very specific but i'm learning things about both i didn't learn anything about the brother in all those dialogue interactions but again it was the first hour or whatever of the game yeah. so it's not a big deal um, but yeah. there's a
1: bunch of those mini side missions too that like made me not necessarily physically emote but like be like oh fuck off like some of them like will make you th- feel things towards characters you'll never see again hmm. whereas like most side missions in these kind of games are just like hey go collect A bring it back to B thanks yeah. um, where like I was like texting Tyler I was like you do the, the one where you had to get the rice for that chick he's like yeah fuck that chick and I was like yeah <laughs>
0: no so the ones i've done so far pretty good like i had to rescue there's a dude trapped in the middle of a bridge that one was kind of fun because i had to go through the cliffs and things like that uh i'm not i've still not gotten used to the way that they do climbing in this game
1: oh where it's only directional it's
0: only directional because every part of every fiber of my being presses x
1: me too and it tells you every time it's like just move the left stick which like
0: okay yeah that is way easier uh and you there's less of a chance that you do that thing that you do like in uncharted a lot where you press X. Cause you think that that's a grabbable like cliff edge and it's not, it's just really detailed rock painting, but it's not a grabbable right. area. Uh, and so you miss it and you die and then you're like, Oh fuck. Um, so I'm still haven't gotten used to that because every part of me just wants to press X and the direction as opposed to the, just the direction. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but I you know, like, it's cool that it changes it up a little bit and it does make it way easier. It's just my brain doesn't understand it. Um, I do see that the loading screen after death is not very long, uh, barely long enough to read the tip. So I'm glad that I guess it's extended, but I feel like it's kind of a cop out because the death animation takes way too long.
1: Depending on the situation. Like you have to get killed if you're in combat, but if you don't, like if you jump off a ledge and die, you just die.
0: Yeah. But the, like, if you're in combat, it takes way too long.
1: Yeah. There's a reason for that though, because you can unlock a thing that if you hit down on the D pad while you're dead, if you have two resolve left, you can wake yourself back up. Okay. So that gives you enough time that, like, if you're not surrounded by a billion dudes and they haven't slit your throat yet, then you can stand back up. Yeah, I
0: feel like that's, I felt like that was probably a thing that was coming. But right now, it's like, oh, damn, I was being stupid. I wasn't looking at my health and he killed me.
1: Now he's uh, going to kick me a bunch of times. Yeah, he's going
0: to kick me. He's going to stand over me. He's going to like watch me suffer a little bit. And then he's going to stab me or cut my head off. And I'm just like, I rather would have been looking at the loading screen tip for this whole <laughs> thing. So I feel yeah. like they are doing – it's like they're almost doing the loading while I'm getting murdered, it's like, all right, we'll just focus on the murder. This is, I can't do anything. I can't crawl away. I can't yeah. interact or like, I can't taunt him and be like, you'll never take my spirit. Or like, I can't do anything like that. Or I'll come back for you or something. It's like, there's no dialogue to listen to. It's just, okay, this is might as well be the loading screen. Right. I wish that it wasn't. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a cop out a little bit. But I, So I'll be very glad to unlock that ability that makes it not a thing anymore.
1: Well, and you'll get better at combat too like yeah. after the first couple hours of the game i think i've only died in combat like twice and it was because like i had other uh, like allies with me and i was trying not to murder them mm. so yeah mine
0: so far have just been like i wasn't paying attention to the dude over there that had arrows and so he shot me and i got distracted by that guy and so then the other dude came in and killed me i i do like that there are like leaders for each encampment that like help you unlock stuff the more of them that you kill yeah uh, i do think that's really cool um And I like that. I, it's weird because the standoffs were like, if you choose a standoff, they'll send their best warrior, but it's not. It's just whoever's closest to you is the guy that attacks you. Yeah. Um, but there are some times where like I came into the encampment near the leader, did a standoff with him and then just took him out immediately, Mm -hmm. which is clearly like the way to do it. But I like those little battles because they are a little bit tougher. They're like, super mini boss battles essentially as you're going through so have you gotten
1: to like an actual boss battle yet no i don't think so because there's like it's a very much a boss battle like it'll like show you both squaring off to each other and then there's it's just you and that other person
0: no i have just killed like encampment leaders and stuff like that where they're like they're more heavily armored they usually have like two swords or a big shield or something uh i do like the fact that you can unlock different stances i think that's kind of cool and each stance like does something different um so there's like a reason for it and so I find myself, like, switching up between a couple different ones. Oh, so I, I always do, yeah. I like that. I like that aspect to it a lot. And that's something different that, like, Assassin's Creed doesn't have that. Right. They just have Crouch and Stand. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Prone. Uh, I do wish this one had Prone. It might eventually, but it's not a thing that you can do at the
1: outset. No, there isn't. Uh, I, I wish there was a cover mechanic. That's one thing I want.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean there is to the extent that, like, Hide Behind That Big Box... I guess, but like,
1: I'm just used to like playing like Hitman or something like that where like you can physically like push up against the wall. So the camera will shift around. Yeah. So I'm not looking at my character who's now facing a rock. Like I kind of want to be knowing when I can go around that rock rather than staring at the rock.
0: Yeah. And and sometimes like a lot of times the camera is far enough back where it's not a hindrance. Mm -hmm. And I think if this was something where there was a lot of indoor spaces, that would be absolutely needed. Yeah. It doesn't bother me so far yet. Um, but that just could be that I haven't come across an encounter where I really needed to have a, a dedicated like cover system. But
1: And you don't necessarily need to. You can play the whole game without being stealthy, pretty much. True, yeah. Other than the few times it forces you to do it.
0: Yeah, the only times I've really tried to go in stealthy is if there are a ton of archers in the encampment that I see, just because it's too many people to keep an eye on. I'm really slow with the bow, just because I'm trying to like aim for headshots,
1: to, you, to, you don't really need to no
0: well it, I, I i want to because it's cooler like it's more fun for me <laughs> right. um, but it is a hindrance to not getting damage and not getting killed because i'm like trying to be a perfectionist with these like
1: murders <laughs> and you'll get faster drawback times and stuff yeah. like that too so like it'll make it easier so instead of like pulling out your bow then pulling it back like you'll, you'll be able to instantly pull it out
0: pull oh it's back. not the it's not the draw it's not the drawback speed it's the i draw it back and i hold it there and i'm just like trying to like slowly inch it, over inch it over uh to make sure that i can get that it's why i'm bad at sniping in like shooters because i just want to like go and uh, be very precise with it and wait to make sure they're standing still and try to compensate for their movement right. um so that's just that's me being not that great at it rather than the game being like a hindrance to
1: fun mm-hmm. but
0: yeah, no, it's good stuff. I'm uh, I'm glad I picked it up. I did not have to search around for it. I just downloaded it digitally. Well, yeah, because I
1: came back and told you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've seen it at stores this week when I've been out. Oh, yeah, out. I just saw it today. Um, but I was like, you yeah, know, it's here. Although I did delete uh, Last of Us off the hard drive to make space for it. Yeah. But I haven't taken the disc out yet. So every time I boot up the PlayStation, it's like, there's not enough space to play this disc. I'm like, I know, and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, I'm done. I'm
0: with. done. <laughs> I'm done with it, at least for now. I wanted to play Sushima. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I finished yeah, la- you, yeah, the, the, the I finished last, last of us 2. Uh I finished that I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Uh I did enjoy it overall. I like I played through the rest of it. There were a couple things that were a little wonky. I still won't really go into spoilers full on just cuz, you know, people probably still haven't beaten it. Um so I don't want to jump the gun too much. Um but I talked about last week like decision making for characters and stuff like that and I see I got to the point where I see what decisions were being made by you know, all of the characters that are involved in the story. And I don't necessarily agree with some of them, but I also can see why they were made. And it speaks to um, growth, however small of those characters, even if it was necessarily to the detriment of what, like you were expecting. So like, I did kind of subverted expectations in a way, not necessarily in a good way. If I, you know, like if they had to do it over again, I would say maybe don't do it that way. Like go the other way with it, but, and it's hard to like discuss it without, without
1: spoiling things, without spoilers.
0: But, um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll, I'll, I'll do spoilers. We'll do like five, five minutes of spoilers. I'll, I'll put time codes in the, uh, in the description. So and I'll just mark down when we talked about this here, but so at the end of the game, um, and I haven't really talked about this cause I didn't want to go into any spoilers, um, but you do play as two characters throughout the game. You play as Ellie through the first half and this girl, Abby, who was the person who killed Joel, uh, the protagonist from yeah. the first game. So, <clears throat> um, I mean, you know this, if you played through this or you don't care about spoilers and you probably already saw it anyway, but either way um, I didn't necessarily like playing as Abby because I didn't want to sympathize or care about this character because she killed someone that me, the fan, and me, the person playing as Ellie, enjoyed. Like right. I just played through a whole game as Joel. He's a great character. I loved his relationship with Ellie. I love the dynamic that they have. There's a lot of things that happen, because the, the game takes place pretty much right after the like E3 trailer from last year, which then plays out again towards the end. They show you that clip of them like, at the dance where the um, the girl Dina kisses Ellie yeah. and like everything, so like it should that the game starts taking place directly after that, and so you like you have this rapport with these two characters. You you come to like Joel. You may not agree with his decision making from the first game, but ultimately he's a character that you like and you care about. Who's brutally murdered to kick this game off, and I didn't want to play as this other character. I rather would have taken a f- you know five ten hour shoot. It's basically double the length of the first game i much rather would have taken half of that second half of the game so i like cut down the game by a quarter it's not 25 hours maybe it's 18 instead of 12 yeah. or whatever and just play as ellie throughout this whole thing and just cut out the abby parts you could have told the exact same story you could have done a lot of the same things you could have showed me cut scenes of what abby was doing but i didn't necessarily need to play her part in the end, I don't. I still don't necessarily sympathize with her character. Uh, she is the daughter of the person that of the doctor that Joel kills at the end of the first game. So both characters are on the same revenge arc to kill the person who killed their dad, so to speak. Right. So like Abby's on the revenge mission, and you don't play Ab- Abby's revenge mission either, which is something that I thought that you would do if you were going to play as Abby you'd think that it would be like the middle point catalyst would be the killing of Joel as opposed to like the first thing that kicks off the game. So you, you play as Ellie going to look for revenge on Abby. The middle point is you find Abby. And then the second half
1: flashes back,
0: flashes back just three (laughs) days to where like Ellie's trip through most of the game is through Seattle. It takes place over three days. Yeah. Then you play through Abby's three days in Seattle doing different things with a different perspective. And then you come back to that confrontation at the end. And I just felt it just felt a little disjointed. Um it didn't take away overall from my enjoyment of the game, because like I said, I still enjoyed it. It still was fun. I still liked the story as it unfolded. But if I had my pick, I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it that way.
1: Well, but then I think that speaks for the fact that like that's a lot of people's complaints too. It's like if you're gonna make me play as the antagonist, make me care about her. But you don't in the end. Like I get I don't think I've heard anyone say like, oh I, like you know, I was like, you know enjoyed experiencing it from her angle, but pretty much everyone' was just like, and eh, I didn't need it.
0: The problem is is that you don't experience the killing of Joel from her angle because right. everything is after the fact. Right. So she then has her own set of problems. Uh, some of the characters they introduced in her set of problems I really thought were cool um, like um, Je- I think it's Jeffrey Wright. From uh, most recently Westworld, he's the like the leader of her group, the Wolves, that are then trying to kill off this like cult that exists in Seattle. So like that aspect of it, I thought that was cool. I thought that part of the story but I would have liked to see more like goes of. Nowhere,
1: right?
0: It doesn't because they she ends up kind of partnering with these two kids that are part of that cult that are ostracized and are being hunted by the cult. Yeah, so she teams up with them. In doing so, that angers her group. So then it's like both groups against them, you against both groups on the groups, like on the cults island. And then you just like hear over the radio that Jeffrey Wright is killed. And like, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, There's no real big confrontation with him either. Yeah. So like that part of it didn't really have, you know, anything to do with anything. So it doesn't really have the same kind of experience to it. And then when you bring it all back together, you get this sense of like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm like I'm now back here, but I have to play as Abby trying to kill Ellie, and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to succeed. I don't want the story to make me succeed. The story doesn't succeed right there because there's still another few chapters after that. Um, but like, don't like, I don't want to win this. Like, I want to lose. And when you know you're going to lose a fight. Because the story dictates that you lose that fight, I don't wanna play that fight. Because ultimately, it's either I'm going to kill Ellie, which I do not wanna do, and like, boy, subverting expectations if that was the outcome, but it isn't. Um, And I don't want, like, it would seem weird to have you die at the hands of Ellie by forcing you to lose the fight. So, like, you know, going in that it's either going to be like, fuck no, don't make me kill Ellie, I do not want that. Or I'm going to lose and then we're going to move on, which isn't necessarily satisfying either. Right. So um, so that part of it was weird. And then it kind of jumps again where you play back and forth as both of them again, like one more time. And ultimately the last fight is a little disappointing and Ellie ultimately lets Abby go, which I don't necessarily agree with. I understand that in the moment where she had her and she was going to kill her, that she thought about the person who raised her essentially and i i could understand that she feels like she let that person down maybe because she's become this monster essentially to all of the things that she's done and her brain chemistry kind of changes a little bit when she murders someone who's pregnant because like her friend is pregnant and all these so like there's a lot of you know parallels between the two characters and i get why she ultimately let her go is because she she just wanted to keep her humanity essentially, but it does kind of lessen the impact of the story if you just you just let Joel's killer go.
1: Well, and then like they had the cutscene afterwards where she like flashes back to the conversation of Joel and how like she doesn't forgive him for saving her. And I was like, what the f-? like why?
0: No, I That one I totally got. <clears throat> I totally get that because ultimately. I think she probably she has survivor's guilt. She has that same thing that people in war have, and that's what these characters are in. They're in a war, yeah. um, and so she has that same survivor's guilt that other people have. Of like, oh man, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for you and what you did, then you would still be alive, Joel. Um, countless, like all those people that you murdered, would still be alive. Abby would have her dad. Um, these people, like these friends that I have would all be fine and they'd all be living normal lives because there would be no outbreak anymore. No one would have to die at the hands of these, you know, clickers, like the world could heal and be better. And I could have been the savior that did that. And you took that away from me. And not only could I not be that savior now, I can't ever be because the one person who had the idea for the cure is dead and you killed them. And like that weighs on me. So I'm taking it out on you. Like, I totally, I get that. But,
1: like, how does that parallel the fact that she let Abby go?
0: Uh, yeah, I just, like... That's, the,
1: the the timing of it was the thing that I was just like, all right, why are you bringing this up now?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just to, to show you that,
1: like... Like, if she had killed Abby, then, like, that would have at least made some sense because, like, she didn't let Abby go. But it seems like that cutscene was just saying, like, I hope to pass along that guilt to her as well. Like, fuck you, rather than... Like, making it a redeeming thing, you
0: know? Well, no. It's one of those things where killing wasn't the answer. It wasn't when Joel did it. It isn't
1: now. Like, But she killed, like, how many people up until then? Yeah.
0: Well, that's because she was being, for the most part, she was being attacked. Yeah. And in this instance, she started the attacking. And she did it. Where like Abby wasn't a hundred percent. She was just strung up and was like left to die in like a hanging situation. So she's fighting this emaciated person who just she just wants to leave with her friend. Like the one friend she has left because you killed all her other friends. Yeah. And ultimately Abby lets Ellie live twice. Like she lets her go multiple times. And so I think she kind of realized that like, okay, killing isn't the answer here. I thought it was and I have to live with that the rest of my life, but like this is like, I'm, I'm just done. It's too much. The last people I killed like really fucked her up. So even though she was like, I gotta do it. I gotta see it through. Like in the end, she couldn't do it. And do I wish she had for the story purposes? Yeah. Yeah. But. Ultimately, I can see the story they were trying to tell, even if it's not the ending I would have wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with it, and I'm sure there'll be a third game that will tell some kind of story if they want to go that route. And if they don't, I see where it ends and <laughs> it ends, and they don't have to do it. Yeah. Um, but o- overall, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was really good. Uh, I think we did do 10 minutes of spoilers, essentially. Um, so I'll make sure to put that in the time codes and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I like the story that they wanted to tell, that they decided to tell. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the game is very much Last of Us. It feels just like the first game. I don't think it's better than the first game. It is in some ways. The gameplay has evolved a little bit. There's extra things that you can do. Some of the puzzle variations better. But story-wise, I still think the first game uh, is better.
1: Yeah.
0: And this one, while it didn't need to exist, still a good, solid Second entry into the series and expanding on the lore a little bit, even if I don't necessarily agree with the like pacing or uh, direction that the story took, I still had a good time and I still enjoyed the game. I still think it was a like a top notch, stellar game mm-hmm. for for the PlayStation Four. Good. Yeah, Um, but I did, I was like, I'm not going to go back and try to get all the other trophies. I don't want to go collect all yeah, the cards. Yeah, it's not you want to revisit. No, not, especially not like right away. It's not like when I beat an Uncharted game and I'm like, oh man, I've got to go back and find more collectibles because I love this game and I want to play. Well, yeah, it's a l- little
1: <laughs> lighter yeah. Well, that's tone. A, yeah, <laughs> Um yeah.
0: So easier to play. At some point I probably will go back just because it doesn't take much to be able to get all those other things. Maybe if and when they announce a third one, I'll go back and get the player or, or whatever probably. DLC. Then I'll go back and play it again. But I had no problem like uninstalling it because I'm like I'm not gonna no. I'm not gonna touch this again. So
1: Unlike uh, Joe who instantly traded it in. Yeah, I just... I mean, minutes I, after. <laughs> I
0: don't... Tra- I mean, I probably would have done the same thing. I just don't trade games and I, well, I yeah. keep all my games. Well, so. he also didn't like it. So. Yeah. There's totally, a very different... <laughs> totally different circumstances <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, overall, thought it was a good uh, good game. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for what we've been playing. So we'll jump into the lightning round, not lightning round for this week, uh, which will start off with the biggest thing of the week, which was the Xbox Series X Games Showcase. Uh, this took place on Thursday It was about an hour with, I think, an hour of pre-show, which, to be fair, I did not watch the pre-show, didn't care to watch it. Normally, those are smaller indie things that don't really interest me, and ultimately, I don't have an Xbox anyway. Did you watch any of the pre-show stuff? I didn't.
1: No, I jumped in halfway to the show to begin with anyway.
0: So uh we'll just be talking about the main show. We've got a whole list of everything. Uh They did say at one point that there was 10 world premieres during this uh, and also 22 console launch exclusives. But when they said that, I looked at my list and I was keeping a list of everything that got announced in order so we could talk about it in order. And I only counted 20 things. So I don't know if there were things that were cut, if things that are like, it's two DLC packs counted as two different things. Like I don't... I don't know where their oh, yeah, numbers the, came the from. Destiny
1: 1 might have been considered two things.
0: Yeah, because it was like Destiny 2's coming and the DLC's coming. That's, that's two things. Um, cause I only counted 20 things before they said you've now seen 22 console launch exclusives. And I don't think that was counting the pre-show because there was a ton of things on the pre-show. Yeah. Um, so I don't think their numbers quite added up, which was confusing. So I wonder, did they miscount or what games were there that got taken out of the eventual, show that they either wanted to trim down or whatever, because there is another game showcase at some point scheduled for later this year. They didn't say when, but there is a um, something else to show, because I think they only showed nine of the 15 Microsoft studios, um, like their first party studios, yeah. stuff from them. There was only nine of the 15, so theoretically the other six. We'll have stuff to show at the other one, maybe. I don't. When
1: they announce the price.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's coming next month. I think that's part. I think the price release date, Project X Cloud name, whatever is all. Oh, that, the, the August, August event one. that they've got. Kind of, it's not on the calendar yet. I don't think, but they said coming in August, more yeah. info. So I think that's probably when we'll get all of that. Just because we're running out of time real quick. Mm. So uh, we probably won't have a lot to say about everything on this list uh, but this first one we definitely do um, so lightning round the first thing that kicks off was a gameplay demo for halo infinite which i thought was a good idea that's the game everybody wants to see this is your flagship this is the thing that's going to sell your series x going to do everything um, and it started off with a gameplay demo which was the the knock against the the, the may showcase that they had where it was third party stuff yeah. and there was Said it was going to be gameplay, and there was zero gameplay. I was excited. I was like, okay, cool. It starts with a thing that says demo, like right. start demo Halo Infinite. Um, from there, we got a cutscene which shows a you know Master Chief with this pilot ships crashing on what looks like a very Halo one Halo ring, and um, and then the demo. Then they had about eight minutes of uh, of gameplay demo uh, from there. Uh, so, John, what did you think of as a person who's played the Halo games? What did you think of Halo Infinite?
1: Uh, it looks like Halo. <laughs> like, it does. I don't like. It's hard to to really get excited for it when it just looks very seamsy and uh, the they pulled up a map at one point and it looks like it's trying to be like a pseudo open world, which is nice. It's a different direction to cause... some extent, but also like, I mean, we are also both playing an open world game right now, and it has kind of worn thin a little like the genre itself
0: see i don't necessarily think the genre itself is worn thin i think that and i do think that it is a good like pivot for the series because if you have five five games in now of standard first person shooter linear action that can be a little boring regardless of how amazing the story is i like the fact that they're trying to change it up a bit and make it something that you can kind of have more experience in and you know i so i like the fact that they're changing it up a little bit to make it at least pseudo open world i don't know if it's just linear planet to planet ring to ring or if it is tradition or if this one ring is where the whole game takes place yeah and it's completely open world and you can go anywhere on the ring that you want i don't know they didn't really specify um but, but I, I thought think that there's was like cool. two
1: types of people who play halo games there's the people who play it competitively or like the multiplayer the multiplayer yeah and then there's the people who play it for narrative like and i'm more of a narrative person like i was fucking super into the halo lore until four or five well f- five is a shit show but that's the thing that killed the lore for me um but like i was reading the books and the comics and like i liked the um the, I can't remember what they were called, but like the like cutscenes and stuff that was unlocked through the Halo app. Uh-huh. So like there was a part in the game where if you unlocked uh, modules in the game, there was also a Halo uh, campaign app or, you know, whatever side app. And uh-huh. it had like little cutscenes and stuff like that that told like the backstory. So like I was super into the narrative and if you're going to like make it an open world game that kind of muddles narrative.
0: I mean, not necessarily. You'd still like, it's still mission based and you still go and learn new things as you're going along. So you could still have like a deep narrative. No one would say that the narrative is chintzy in like Witcher three or Skyrim or something like that. You could still tell an engrossing story, uh, even if it's just with different gameplay. I understand it could have the same problems as like Tsushima does where if you don't do things in the right order, then it doesn't tell you the story in the right order. You learn things in a side quest that really will be impactful when you play three missions from now in the story mission um, so that can kind of mess it up a little bit, but I don't. I don't think it'll necessarily have a super negative impact. At least that would be the hope,
1: obviously. I don't know. Like I'm just likening it to other first-person shooter open-world games, so like uh, Wildlands and any of the Ubisoft shovel, you know, the, the yeah. same thing over and over again. Far Cry and all that stuff.
0: Waypoint, unlock Waypoint. Exactly. Unlock, yeah.
1: Like mm-hmm. occasionally take out some enemies on the road, go to the next Waypoint, unlock this thing, go to a tower and unlock the you know yeah. view of the map. Um, but speaking directly on the the demo that they showed, like I also wasn't really blown away with the way it looked.
0: Yeah, a uh I thought the cutscene looked like crap. Like I did not think the pilot looked good. No. Um the gameplay I mean again looked like Halo, yes. I thought the world looked awesome. I thought the environment looked great. Yeah. Uh, the lighting was again the lighting looked, looks great. The lighting was great. It was super bright. You could see all like the you know the detail and the grass and all these different things like i thought that looked good um but the characters again it had the same thing that we've talked about with ghosts now for two weeks which is characters just kind of look like look like butt
1: yeah and i mean it doesn't look like a far reach from halo 5 like
0: no and i think part of that problem is that this is a game that ultimately has to run on series x xbox one and pc so you know
1: but you got to come out swinging like you really do and this is your xbox series x games showcase this is like you need to show us Xbox Series X stuff.
0: Yeah, and this uh, and this was a criticism that people wrote online. Yeah, uh, and they're right to do so because it doesn't look great. And they three four three retorted with, "Sorry, we were playing this on PC. The stream you watched it on was a 1080 stream, so you're not even seeing the full fidelity of what the Series X can do." And to that, I say. Well then, you fucked up.
1: Yeah, you're you're not even playing it on the console that this thing is aiming towards.
0: Yeah, and I mean, take it with a grain of salt if you want to. At least with the Sony stuff, and I, we're not going to compare and contrast the two conferences because obviously they're very different things. Uh, all they all they have in common is that they are first party showcases to a certain extent. But like all of those things, and most of them were cutscenes. There was some gameplay in those too. But they all said everything you'll see in this stream going forward is for sure. captured on a PlayStation Five the first thing you show on a series X showcase isn't even captured on a series X. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, they also said something about the timeframe of it, which was what?
1: Oh yeah. So let me pull that up. Cause I feel like this is very childish of them or not childish, but like the, the tone is very immature. Um, so uh, in an interview with inside gaming, uh, Xbox marketing GM, Aaron Greenberg responded to the criticism saying, listen, We're in the middle of a global pandemic. It's July. We're far from the launch and holiday. You're seeing a work in progress. So, uh, okay. And then he backed it up by saying, it's very hard to show the full power and graphic fidelity of what the Xbox Series X will be able to deliver to you over a stream. Go back, look at it in 4K, 60 frames per second.
0: To that I say, we did. And it didn't look any better. It it looked a little better. I will give it, didn't it that it look looked next gen. It didn't look next gen. It looked better than the stream because we watched them both like back to back. Yeah. Um, days later, to where they had the chance to get everything up and ready, and it did look better. I thought the cutscene that started it looked better. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really get any like we didn't do enough like stop frame by frame to look at the, you know, the video because again we're still watching it on YouTube even though we're watching it on the YouTube app on a 4K TV that's streaming in 4K. Right. With good internet. We have The good only way to now. see this
1: on would be to be seeing it like directly from the PC itself, which no one's going to be able to see.
0: But also, you admit that you're not even showing it on the box that you're supposedly selling. And I think this is a bigger part of this conference as a whole, is that they shouldn't have called it the Series X showcase. And maybe they didn't. Maybe it was just the Xbox Games Showcase. Um, but I feel like the biggest takeaway from this is not how great the Series X is. It's how great Games Pass is. Which was a thing that everybody kind of already knew.
1: That uh, and the um, smart delivery. Those are the two things that kept trying to drive home.
0: Yeah, is that you're going to get better versions if you have a Series X. But all of these games will be available in great quality on Games Pass. Yeah. With what a great deal that is. But you can get Games Pass on Xbox. You can get it on PC. And you can get it soon on the phone as we talked about last week. Yeah. So you don't even need a Series X for this. I get that that may not be their focus now. Like, their focus just may be selling, you know, $15 Games Pass Ultimates for xCloud and PC or whatever. I mean, it's,
1: their, it's the most pure form of income they'll get.
0: Yeah, which is fine, like, if that's what it is. But it just seems weird that you're you're selling me on a service, not on the system. Yes. Which I guess maybe that's our fault for expecting that because that's how the games industry has always worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was jarring and kind of took me out of the conference as a whole.
1: I will say there are some positives from the Halo thing. I still do like the Halo universe. I'm just kind of burnt out on it. And also 5 was awful. Yeah. Um, like, my big thing about 5, which seems like they're going to try and clear up in, in Infinite, just based on what we saw, um, was that Chief could have stayed home on his couch and the whole game would have been exactly the same. So, like, uh, it's ages and ages old now, but, like... Chief goes out to solve or stop something from happening, but ultimately it still happens anyway.
0: So like, so he really had no bearing on the story whatsoever.
1: Yeah. So like, you played this whole game thinking that you're going to stop this event, and then really you had no like there was no way you were going to stop it from the get go. Yeah. It wasn't going to end that way, and a certain character had known it the whole time. So you could have just sat home on the couch and. The game didn't need to exist at that point. What it told you at the end of the, it's like the, the narrative.
0: The the new uh, like knock against the Indiana Jones movies. So technically Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones did nothing. He did nothing the whole time. Yeah, it's like, exactly what it was. Yeah, and,
1: and actually that was a like like a, a parallel that, or a comparison that people were making when <laughs> when five came out. Yeah. Um. But uh. But being positive, uh, they added in like a grappling hook, which looks cool. It did but look cool. every other game has a grappling hook now, which is fine. I'm surprised they didn't add because That's also a thing that's in every game now. Um, and then they also added like a bolter, um, like a thing that sh- shoots spikes, yeah. which is a crossbow in itself, I guess. Yeah, like a rail gun um, or a nail gun. And is in like other games as well. It's yeah. like their their next thing. Um, I didn't think all the
0: weapons that they showed off that were new weapons looked cool. Yeah, there was like... some sort
1: of like box thing, not the shield on the ground, but they had like a box grenade. I don't remember what it did, but I was like, that's that's new. Yeah. Um, no, I
0: liked all the new weapons. I I still think the game looks cool. Yeah, I just think that it wasn't a great job of selling the. This is this was the same argument that I had with Crackdown Three, where it's Crackdown Three was supposed to be this the Xbox One, One. X yeah. killer app that shows how powerful, how many flops it can do. Like, look at all the things that you can do in this game, and it just kind of looked like Crackdown One or Two, Two yeah. <laughs> uh, which was a 360 game, and didn't really do anything to show you that this is the most powerful new next console and like what a leap forward in the generation. And granted, we don't necessarily know that of any of the other new consoles for this generation, but Microsoft keeps coming out and saying it's the most powerful. It's the most awesome. It's the best. It's the graphical fidelity and the ray tracing and all these different things. And your number one franchise on your system comes out. And while looking mostly good, had enough things that weren't nitpicks to drag it down a bit. Uh, I think was just, it sucks ultimately. I still think the game will be good. I think people will enjoy it.
1: It, I'm not going to buy it though. I'll do, you'll do game uh, pass. Yeah. Exactly what I did with crackdown three. I paid $15 to play it and then beat it and never touched it again.
0: Yeah. And like ultimately if it's available day and date and everything works well on my phone, like I'm going to try X cloud when it comes out in September, whatever it's called. Yeah. And I'll probably get three months of games pass ultimate, which will get me into the holiday when this comes out. And I'll probably go back and try to play the campaigns for one through five if I have the time or energy to do it. And then I'll probably play this one. Yeah. Granted, it'll probably be on my phone or maybe the computer if it works on the computer like a stadia does. But we're streaming, right? I don't have to have a powerful laptop. But
1: yeah,
0: it was just it was disappointing given that this was supposed to be like this should have this game should have blown me away. Instead I was just like, Yeah, it looks cool, but it also kinda looks like but.
1: Right. And that's kind of like I In talking to Tyler about it, I was like, yeah, it's Halo. Uh, of course it's a system seller, but it's because it's, like, the game everyone wants to play. Like, they they it seems like they phoned it in because they knew everyone's going to play Halo anyway.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, if you already love Halo, you're going to get this no matter what. And yeah. this probably looked awesome for you. And it, you probably don't care about the graphics because you're here for the story. Or it, you know that in the end they're going to pull it together or yeah. whatever. Um But it didn't do anything to convince anybody that, like, Halo is a game you should be playing if you didn't already know that. Right. Or, oh my god, that looks like nothing that could even run on this current gen. I I want that. I want that system because it looks leaps and bounds better than what we've got now. And it doesn't do that.
1: And not to mention that this was supposed to be, like, wasn't supposed to be Halo 6, but it's fucking Halo 6.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good things for it. There's a lot of positive takeaways, but there's some negatives, too, and they needed you know, to be pointed out yeah. and the the response from three, four, three, or at least that person was just, anytime you start with, listen, here's why. And this
1: like, is their like HR rep. Like this is the person that they send out to talk to PR people, rep or PR. Yeah. But like, yeah. this is like, yeah, like,
0: this is the person who's supposed to have the right answers right, or the best answers. And that's not a, not
1: a, a douchebaggy Like yeah. Back step. Yeah.
0: <laughs> listen guys. Okay. Well, it looks bad for a reason. All right. And also he said that they're close. They're not close to launch. They are. This game
1: three months at the most, four,
0: four months at the most. You figure at the end of July now, if this comes out end of November, which is holiday, then you've got four months. Really, you've got three months before it goes gold yeah. and it has to be ready to ship. Yes, you can do day one patches. Yes, you can do series X upgrade enhancements or whatever that will come either at launch or months later, mm-hmm. but still not a great first step.
1: His further quote is even more douchey or like just the fact that like he's not really saying much. He goes, Uh, well, the other thing I'll say is it's a work in progress. Well, it's not another thing because he already said it, but, and he's like, I can tell you because we see the check-ins every week. They make progress week after week. Okay, good. You should. Cool, bro. Like, yeah, that's, that's called work doing your job. Like, and also just being like, yo, trust me. I know I see it. It's just like, yeah, I got an uncle works at Nintendo. Like, fuck you, dude. Yeah.
0: Oh, you want proof? The proof is I said, yeah, the
1: proof is I'm, I'm the PR rep. I'm looking at it. looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. So not a not a great thing. And
0: um, so we'll go through some of the rest of the games now. Obviously, that was the big the big one. And it kicked off the show. And it was right to do so. Yep. I thought it was kicking off the show. Um, with gameplay. With gameplay. And I thought that was going to be a trend that we saw. But this was the only gameplay that we saw.
1: <laughs> Throughout the whole
0: thing. <laughs> Which, again. Uh, no,
1: that's not true. Ori in the Wild Whisper or whatever had some gameplay oh, yeah. side
0: Ori, by side. Ori 2 did have gameplay for a game that's already out. Um, so I guess technically there was, and there's probably some gameplay in the.
1: Well, they showed the side by side the sixty frames per second versus one hundred and twenty frames per second. I couldn't tell the difference.
0: No, I mean I could definitely see there was a smoothness to one versus the other. I think it was thirty versus sixty. I don't. I don't. Whatever. Either they're way.
1: comparing the current version to the Xbox One Series X. Or Correct. X, or Xbox um,
0: 6. 6. So I thought there was going to be gameplay more throughout the show, yep. just because that was the knock against the last one. This was the only gameplay that we saw. So even that high of like, oh, yes, we're starting out with a demo with gameplay. I can see the button prompts. We're good. Then immediately went away because then everything after this was a cutscene. So, um, next up, uh, after that, they showed a trailer for what was State of Decay 3, which I think was a surprise because State of Decay 2 just came out last year. Yeah. It, if didn't
1: not, do right. Excuse me, it didn't do very well.
0: Yeah. Uh, it showed off there are now zombie, zombie deer. animals. So cool, I guess. Um, not really much to it. It's just a woman with a crossbow. It looked good. I thought graphically it looked fantastic.
1: Well, for a cutscene, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Um, but again, I didn't think the Halo cutscene looked very good. That's true. So that's already a step in the right direction. But clearly this is several years off. This is not a launch game. This is not a launch window game, I wouldn't imagine. I don't know. I would assume it's probably at least 2021, if I had to guess. And I think that's that's kind of my knock on this whole conference, is a lot of these things seem like they're really, really far off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so State of Decay 3 is coming at some point. Uh, after that, they showed again, all cinematics, um, for the next Forza game, which is not Forza seven or Forza eight. It is just Forza Motorsport, uh, that leads me to think that this is probably a games as service kind of scenario where they might just say, we're constantly adding new cars. We're constantly adding graphical updates. We're constantly adding X, Y, and Z. Um, this is also be the first xbox that hasn't launched with a forza since the 360 because i thought
1: this was gonna be a launch window game
0: i don't i don't know they showed i this would be a game you'd think you'd show gameplay for if it was going to be a fall game like in launch i don't know that it is i honestly don't think that it would be otherwise i feel like we would have gotten more
1: oh i would have just assumed it was because it's a forza game
0: yeah, I, I mean, it, it still could be. Again, there was no dates put on any of these things mm-hmm. other than like Halo, which is holiday, uh, cause that's gonna be your system seller. But this, they just showed a cutscene and they yeah, said, a
1: bunch of we're doing
0: it. And yeah, they looked amazing and they always do. Like, regardless of where you fall, I think most people think that from a graphical standpoint, Forza blows Gran Turismo out of the water. I know it's, I don't
1: know about that. And I like, know it's kind of close and I know yeah. that
0: gameplay, you have your preferences, but I feel like, when i see people talk about racing games forza you like i love gran turismo as much as i can love a car sim yeah not being a car guy but i feel like i see forza being the like the pedestal that which people hold up oh really um but again interesting
1: i I see it the other way and i was obviously more of a forza player than i am a a gran turismo player yeah Um, i always thought gran turismo was the high Mark benchmark, benchmark, but that's and probably again, because they don't crank them out every year. Yeah.
0: And again, it's a, opinions. So it could just be the articles that I'm seeing are people that are just pro Forza and don't play a yeah. ton of Gran Turismo. But it, it seems like they're, I mean, they have a high caliber to reach. So the cutscenes always look amazing. I would have thought if you're a, we got a demo for Halo, and I know the pandemic screws things up. I totally get that. But I feel like if you're a launch game for the Xbox Series X, you should have shown me some gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and also,
1: it's, It's Forza. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) they probably were just like it's a racing game. Like (laughs) let's show them how nice the cinematics look. Yeah,
0: but I and again I don't want to go compare and contrast necessarily. But the third game in the Sony conference was Gran Turismo, and it showed gameplay and it looked fantastic. But at least it was gameplay, and it showed you the map and the overview and stuff like that. This just showed cutscenes and said Forza Motorsport. Um, I think the lack of number means some kind of games as service constant update thing, where we may not get another. Forza this generation we might get a bunch of Forza Horizons this generation but not a standard Forza but I don't know that's just speculation on my part Um, after that we got our first look, I think it's our first look at uh, the newest game from Rare which a lot of people had some speculation about what it could be, uh, what they could be working on, they're working on this game Everwild, which I don't know what it is, it just looked like
1: Oblivion uh,
0: hanging out in the woods and doing stuff with, you know, the thing like I honestly don't know how to describe it. There was just you know
1: Wootsy stuff.
0: Yeah. It's uh I mean the description I have here, beautiful looking game set in a magical world where you play as an eternal and build bonds with nature. Uh they did show some things where it kind of looked like almost Pokemon esque where you know, the creatures are helping you pull down big trees, which will probably give you materials for building or crafting or yeah. what have you. Um, so there's some cool stuff there where you're interacting with, with animals and nature. So I thought that was kind of cool, but didn't really give a sense of like what the game is. Um, so nothing about this stood out to me. Any, did this do anything for you?
1: No. like it, It's not my thing.
0: Yeah. And even like the rare name at this point doesn't really hold a lot of weight for me. Um, so it's not something where like... It's that's never a, really
1: held a wait for me either because like they don't really have a pedigree anymore
0: yeah i mean all of their biggest titles were n64 (laughs) era yeah um so i don't even think the name rare is enough for me to be like i'll play it i don't know what this game is but i'll play it um i'm sure that a lot of people don't necessarily feel that way and are jumping on board because of it but didn't really jump out as doing anything for me um, after that we got a release date announced of August 27th for episode one of the new Don't Nod series Tell Me Why. Uh, Don't Nod are the people that do Life is Strange. So this is their next episodic game. Uh it's about a couple of like a brother and a sister who something happens to their mom at some point, and their feelings show them glimpses of the past or the future, maybe. It shows them like not holograms, but kind of like visions of people or places and so i'm sure you'll just be solving this mystery of what happened to their parents or
1: well how they come
0: together or what have you
1: so looked like the brother killed the mom because the mom was abusive and then they need to like uncover why the mom was abusive yeah
0: it could be could be that we don't we don't ask again it's just a teaser and it'll play out over a few episodes i would assume three or five yeah uh i don't really dig episodic games i didn't play life is strange so neither did i this isn't anything that uh, jumps out at me specifically uh you mentioned it already but after that we got that orion the got news that Ori and the will of the wisps is getting a series x update so this is where they showed the side by side showing the graphical input the ray tracing the frames per second and all this stuff and yeah cool i mean if you played it already then you probably will play it again to get a new look at it sure. or if you didn't play it this will be the best way to play it but I, this isn't anything that I think got anybody's excitement meter nope. above a... Oh, that's cool. And it's probably also not anything we didn't know. Yeah. You'd think every first-party game that's come out in the last year or two on
1: get Xbox One
0: will get an X upgrade. Series X update. Yeah. As long as the team hasn't fully moved on to the next game in yeah. that. Like, I don't think State of Decay 2 will get a Series X upgrade. Maybe it will to get closer to 3, but I think they've just moved on to 3. Yeah. So... Uh, nothing that uh, doesn't surprise us there. Uh, after that, we got the Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon DLC uh, announcement. So, this is coming out on September the 9th. New, um, you know, Outer Worlds DLC expansion. So, if you're, you know, if you like that game, excited for more stuff, it looked like more of the same, had that cool retro future aesthetic. So, uh, if you're on board with this, this looks like more right up more your alley. The same. Yeah, um, so it's got new quests, weapons, armor, perks, flaws, uh, Games Pass subscribers will get it, um, so, oh wait, what is it, uh, expansions or the full expansion pass which contains at least one more adventure for a 10% discount. So you get a, you get a deal if you have a Games Pass. Um, the, the DLC for this which is nice uh, this was also the point of the show where we got several different obsidian uh, announcements here uh, because after this there was a new trailer which I did really enjoy this trailer it was very tongue in cheek I thought it was a lot of fun for Grounded which basically looks like the Honey I Shrunk the Kids the game
1: oh yeah I liked how they introduced it and they are like if you were waiting for the biggest game of the year that's Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. <laughs> wait
0: for Cyberpunk if you're instead waiting for the smallest game of the year that's us and there was another joke in there i don't remember but um there was it was fun it was tongue-in-cheek uh so i did quite enjoy the like the little jokes that they had in the trailer i thought it was a fun way to introduce it you are not know, taking yourself too seriously it's a game of really small kids surviving in yeah. a forest um so it's just a co-op survival not in game. the
1: forest in the backyard <laughs> oh, in the backyard yeah true in the backyard it
0: looks like a forest to them right
1: because they're um, they're mini <laughs> yeah
0: so it comes out on early access uh starting on the 28th, so that's on Tuesday. So you can you can play this game on Xbox Early Access Pass or Steam Early Access, I forget what it's called. Um, but you'll be able to play it in just a couple of days. And, I mean, it looks kind of fun. This is definitely like a Sea of Thieves vibe where you have to play with other people to like and not strangers to have right, any kind of it's, fun.
1: It's Minecraft, Hunting I Shrunk the Kids.
0: Yeah, so cool. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have that Minecraft look to it, which is nice because it easily could have. No, it's a um, world builder. Yeah. Yeah. So looks uh, looks like it could be fun if you and your friends want to jump into it. Uh, and then I think the big surprise and really the only surprise that I could see both in what I knew going in and what I think the collective internet seemed to acknowledge afterwards or during was that um, Obsidian's next RPG was unveiled. Uh, it's called Avowed and it's basically Skyrim. Like it's they cut their teeth on doing fallout and now they're doing skyrim or elder scrolls
1: uh, yeah it's a, some sort of medieval it's medieval magic game.
0: swords the whole thing like we it's... didn't see much other
1: than a flaming arrow and then a dude creating a rune and like holding a sword
0: yeah so i mean they're doing they they started out doing fallout and now they're doing medieval magic fantasy yeah which could be cool i mean Many people regard New Vegas as still the best Fallout game, so this could maybe be the best Elder Scrolls game if they really wanted to, you know, if it comes out with that pedigree that they're... And they make good RPGs. I still love Stick of Truth. Uh, So...
1: Yeah. And they said that, like, or someone at Microsoft said, like, when we brought them on, uh, this was, like, the project that they were gunning for from the very beginning. So, like, this is something that's very much a, a game that they've been wanting to make for a long time.
0: Yes. Yeah, they said this is the game we want to make and so they gave them the So like the, this the is to this it. is
1: their passion project as opposed to Outer Worlds which was just a Fallout clone like the I made them a lot of money, and apparently it's good for some people. But like this is this is the thing they've they've been aiming to make.
0: Well, and got them purchased, you know, got them bought by Microsoft. I think is what that game did. So yeah, um, yeah, this could be cool. I mean, this is obviously very far out. Yeah, we've
1: seen nothing from this pretty much.
0: They just put out Outer Worlds this year, Mm -hmm. so and I don't think they're working on the DLC. I think in the start of the trailer was a different company. I don't. Oh, was it really? Yeah, it was like play something or. Uh, yeah i forget the name of it um but it did look like somebody else was doing it i was seeing if i could find it here um no it doesn't say uh, but yeah so that was that was i think the really the only big surprise of the show because no one yeah, was expecting their hurt. next rpg uh, but it should be good whenever we see more of it and i'm sure it's Probably a few years Very out early at this point.
1: progress. Yeah. Uh,
0: after that, we got As Dusk Falls. It is a uh, game from a new studio called Interior Night, um, which was the former lead game designer at Quantic Dreams started this. So, I mean, take from that what you will. I mean, obviously, Quantic Dreams had, you know, Beyond Two Souls and... Um, was detroit become human and the first one which is the origami killer and i can't think. heavy of, rain heavy rain thank you um so th- you know someone who came from that company to this one um it's <laughs> an yeah it's an interactive drama spanning multiple generations set in the american southwest that's how it was introduced uh, it looks bad. i don't know what to make of it yet i don't know if it's just really early on so everything's not done but basically this trailer was like a motion comic which well, I don't and then they like showed that it off look.
1: By it's it's rotoscoped. It's not just a motion comic, but like they showed it off by showing the actual actors being filmed, and then someone just drawing over their faces. Which is fine.
0: Like I don't mind a rotoscope thing. It, you know, I like Scanner Darkly and what was it? Waking Life and all that stuff. Like it's a cool look to it, but it didn't. It wasn't fluid. It was very like flowy. Yeah, it's motion comic. yeah. yeah which I don't really like that. Um, I don't like that design. I don't element. either. No. So if the whole game is like that, that's a real tough sell for me. Um, and already an uphill battle with a new studio, regardless of the pedigree of where they came from beforehand. It's a, uh, it's really a toss up. But And this is number
1: three on the narrative walking simulator story game things like this type of game that they've announced now.
0: So uh, uh, what were the other ones? Tell me why was one. And then this. Was is there another one? Or was there another one later?
1: Uh, there was the, like, um, no, I think I'm maybe making Tell Me Why two games.
0: Oh. Well, I mean, it's episodic, so there'll be multiple. Okay. No, <laughs> I was thinking there was,
1: I thought there was another one on there.
0: Oh. But, but either way, that's still two very similar yeah. types of games. Maybe there was another one
1: later on. I can't, I thought there was three of them. But alas, this is another yeah uh they didn't even call it a game they called it a like interactive story an interactive drama yeah
0: yeah so i mean if that's if that's your if that's your bag totally cool but this
1: is the xbox series x uh, game showcase and you're showing me a comic book
0: yeah a motion comic that doesn't even look that great so it's it's tough and i think that's kind of the knock on all of this uh we then got uh, a little video about senua's saga hellblade 2 We got confirmation it'll be set in Iceland. You can go watch a video that's a developer diary of them doing location scouting. They said that they're building it on Unreal Engine 5, which will be good and will probably make it look amazing. But also, if they're building on Unreal Engine 5, that's not technically out yet, though they may have early builds that they're starting with. And their developer diary is location scouting. So, like, how far out is this game? Like, has it even really started? It got announced at the Game Awards in December. But it doesn't seem like much has been done on it thus far.
1: Granted, those the first one looks phenomenal. So, like I and I haven't physically played the first one. I've, it's always been on, like a thing on my list to yeah. play. Um, but I've heard people love them. So, like if they're taking their time in making this one look beautiful and be great, then sweet, do that. Yeah. But again, this is your Xbox One Series X showcase. You're showing me nothing. Yeah. They literally showed nothing. This literally was a guy. clips from the trailer from December and then some drone footage of Iceland. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it this is one where you have to wonder what those other six Microsoft Studios are working on when this gets put in here and they have nothing to show. Yeah. Like There nobody else in those six studios, six or seven studios is working on a show, had a demo, a video. And again, I know
1: screenshots, (laughs) I know the
0: pandemic is throwing a wrench into everything. I totally get that. And I don't really want to hold that against them. But ultimately, you could have said we have eight of
1: 15. Yeah, don't shop if you don't have anything to show.
0: Even if none of those other studios had it, you could have said eight to fifteen, and that's still more than half. And everyone have been like, "Oh, more than half of the Xbox studios are covered here. Yeah. That's cool. Look at all the stuff." Now we're saying, "Oh, look at the idea they have." Uh, okay, um, but it seems like this is a very far-out game. I don't think this is twenty twenty. I don't think it's twenty twenty-one at this point. I probably, think it's probably twenty twenty-two, if at the earliest. Yeah. Given the fact that all they're showing us now is a developer diary for location scouting. Yeah, but I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, we followed that up with a look at Psychonauts 2, which looks pretty cool. I've never played any of the Psychonauts games, but this looks kind of fun.
1: They're okay. I mean, Uh, there's only one other
0: one. Jack Black plays a a major character in this. He's the Moat of light, and he sang a song, and I thought the song was really good, and I love Jack Black, and it was cool to see him working with Tim Schafer again. Obviously, they made Brutal Legend together, um, and at first I thought, like, oh my god, are we getting Brutal Legend 2? Like, holy shit, I never would have expected that in a million years. Um, but he's just voicing a new character in Psychonauts 2. It looked fun. It looks like it's got a music uh, element to it because he's tracking down like I saw little violins and cellos and guitars. And so it looks like some kind you of... You know what
1: this looks like to me, though? What? It looked like their um, response to the new Ratchet game.
0: Yeah, I can I can see that. Because uh, it definitely had like a... Not to mention hopping per se, but it definitely had that like weird out there like kind of vibe, to, yeah, yeah kind of vibe to it where there's different colors and you know different looks of things and different like art styles kind of all mixed together so it does look like there'll be some kind of journey through something whether it's the multiverse or the microverse or who knows what but it does look like there's some kind of like dimension-esque aspect to it
1: um, but again, this is also it looked like a cartoon game so not showing off the xbox one series x <laughs>
0: this is also coming out on other things i believe too I yeah think psychonauts 2 is coming out on like I don't even think it's Series X per se. I think it's Xbox One and PC, PS4. And... I don't even think it's next gen.
1: The reason I'm like super not butthurt about it necessarily because I don't give a crap about the game, but like this was... um, This was kickstarted like eight years ago.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, things can be kickstarted and still like...
1: But this is also the second Tim Schafer million dollar kickstart that didn't deliver or has delivered many, many years after its promise. So like... At this point, be like, dude, like, stop giving this guy money. Hey. <laughs> Clearly, I mean, he's getting enough clout to be on this Xbox One Series X showcase. This didn't need to get kickstarted. Like, yeah. there are other people interested in him. But so, yeah. whatever. It's it's also not my thing. So no. I do not
0: I think it looks cool. Um, and maybe we'll play it. Because, again, all of these games that we talk about here are coming to Games Pass. Yeah. So, I played um,
1: the first one. It was okay. But it's also an Xbox game. Like,
0: yeah, original Xbox yeah. game. So we'll uh, we'll see what that ends up being when it when it comes out. It they did say after the conference that it was delayed. It's now coming out in 2021, so this won't be <laughs> delayed even
1: more. Yeah,
0: so this won't even be available at launch or anything Great. like that. This is a 2021 game. Uh, after that, we got we talked about it already a little bit. Destiny Two uh, is coming. The Beyond Light expansion. Uh, they did confirm Destiny Two is coming to Games Pass in September. So, assumedly, that'll be part of the big relaunch, actual launch of uh of X Cloud, yep um so that'll be kind of something on games pass when they do this whole big thing so that'll be available september you'll get um standard versions of all the expansions so far um and the beyond light expansion once it goes live in november um so and that'll come at no extra cost for games pass so you're getting the full destiny experience not unlike how you got the full destiny 2 experience when stadia launched in november you got all the you know DLC thus far, and the newest one, and you'll if you get it on Games Pass, you'll get the even newer, newer one, and it'll be available on xCloud and all those different things. So um, there's your Destiny Two update. Uh, after that, we got a teaser trailer for Stalker Two. Uh, and didn't play Stalker One or any of the Stalker games. Yeah,
1: the surprise here was wasn't there already three other There's Stalker the three Stalker
0: games? Stalker games were all Stalker One, Part One, Part Two, Part Three. Not yeah. episodic Part One, Part Two, Part Three, but just like. Three different games that take place over the course of, I guess, what they're calling the Stalker 1 story. Right. Uh, And this is the full-fledged sequel, um, Stalker 2. Um, This is also the first time it'll be coming to console. All the other Stalker games are PC games.
1: I thought Stalker 1 was on the 360.
0: I I mean, I'm going off. Again, I haven't played it. I'm just going off of the...
1: I played the first one on PC, but I think there was like one of those spinoffs, random ones, were on console.
0: Maybe. Maybe it was a spinoff and not the...
1: Yeah, because like there was those three in betweens. Obviously, yeah. Um, I like the Stalker. I like the first one, and it was a graphic powerhouse when it originally came out. Um, So if this is going to be it on the Xbox One Series X or Xbox Series X, then Mm -hmm. sweet. Um, But they didn't show much. Yeah. So who knows? Again,
0: just another teaser. We also got a teaser for uh, Warhammer 40K. Uh, Also, these games starting with uh, I think it was. Where am I here? Oh yeah, starting with Stalker 2, all of the games that I will mention going forward were all uh, dictated as console launch exclusives.
1: The Warhammer game looked cool until I found it was Warhammer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, When I saw this, I was like,
1: oh, this looks neat. And I was like, oh, cool. Like zombie like demon hordes or something like that coming from underground. And then it was like Warhammer. And I was just like, oh.
0: Yeah, I, (laughs) I don't have any interest in the Warhammer franchise either. So same, I kind of bowed out once I saw that. I missed it at the beginning when it said like, the warhammer company or whatever oh
1: i didn't even see that either i didn't see
0: it until i watched it a second time
1: i just uh, saw that at the very end where it said you know warhammer whatever it was yeah. called i was just like oh it's another warhammer yeah game. warhammer
0: 40k dark tide which just means it's probably
1: another isometric Diablo yeah, clone
0: yeah i don't uh i don't know because again it was not
1: cinematic trailer
0: yeah it wasn't gameplay uh that comes out in 2021 uh, next one, also console launch exclusive, which is a, which is a bit disingenuous, uh, because this game is already out on other consoles. Uh, Tetris Effect is getting a new version. It is called Tetris Effect Connected. Uh, basically, it is the full Tetris Effect game that already is out on PC and PlayStation 4. Uh, this will include a co-op mode, though. So you get, I think it's just regular co-op and one, like, the three like competitive multiplayer, multiplayer mode, yeah. modes as well um it's not a battle royale even though like the trailer made it really look like it was because they showed like a hundred people playing tetris um, but it's not a battle royale it's and it may be eventually depending on what the like hold on battle royale is with tetris 99 uh, but it looks like it's just like 1v3 co-op tetris the co-op Tetris stuff did look kind of cool because it was you could like you could throw collections of blocks to the other people that like maybe give them a Tetris or give them special stuff that could help them clear more lines. So it did seem like something new and different. Uh, The console launch exclusive part of it is, is that this DLC um, as part of the Tetris effect connected will come out first on Xbox from the sound of it. And then those multiplayer modes and the things that make this game connected uh, are coming as free updates to those other versions of the game. So if you have those, you will be getting these eventually um, though um this says it's coming out holiday 2020 it could be a week later it could be a month later it could be a year later it doesn't they didn't say when those modes were coming to the other games. also the
1: the the big selling part of tetris effect to begin with is that it's a vr game
0: i mean it's still a great tetris game even if you don't play it in vr um but obviously the vr is a cool thing that you could only do with tetris effect that you couldn't or that you could just do on pc and ps4 yeah can't do that on xbox
1: yeah um
0: so, yeah, calling it a console launch exclusive was a little disingenuous considering the game is already out, but I guess the DLC part of it is new, and so you'll be getting that first on Xbox. Uh, next was a game called The Gunk from the uh, Steam Worlds uh, developers. So it's a 3D action-adventure game uh, where you look like you have uh, Luigi's Mansion's vacuum, and you're sucking up gunk instead of Ghost's. So there'll be stuff in your way that's gunky, and you would suck it up, and you move <laughs> along, and you could probably shoot that gunk back out at enemies, uh, and it just looks like a little, uh, little adventure game. Sure. Yeah, nothing much to it. Uh, it's explore and solve puzzles on a forgotten planet covered in a toxic sludge, uh, using a Hoover-like gauntlet. So it
1: looks like that... Um,
0: Luigi's Mansion is what I thought of, because it just looks like the suck-up
1: mechanic. That, that retro game that also, I think, is a double-fine game um, that came out on the Switch recently. Mm. i can't remember what it was called i actually thought it was like a sequel to that i was like didn't that just come out this year um but i the name escapes me yeah but any anyway it
0: just looks like a cutesy little adventure game yeah, it doesn't
1: look like anything fancy
0: no fun for the whole family probably though uh after this was a game that uh, did look really cool it's called the medium it's due out uh holiday 2020 so probably a launch game um, and this is a, as a psychic medium, you'll investigate a dark mystery and uncover some disturbing secrets set across two realities, which they did confirm are being rendered in real time simultaneously. So it looks like you'll be a split screen kind of thing where you can see both the current reality and the hellscape reality. And I'm sure, I'm assuming puzzles will involve looking at both and making sure your character does the right thing in both settings and both worlds to get through and solve mysteries and, do all sorts of things and fight spirits and bad guys and guns and whatnot
1: rad was the game i was thinking about oh okay um this looks cool yeah uh when they originally announced this at the like first time they had their games showcase or whatever the third party one um i thought it looked cool back then but i thought it was going to be like a walking sim Mm -hmm. um but now seeing that it's like more of a adventure game yeah. And, like, more of a survival horror game, too. Because I think Shinji Mikami's attached to this, which is um, great as well. Um, and, like, the director, the um, someone who was attached to the Silent Hill project is also doing something. So this, like this. is
0: from uh, Bluebird Team, the creators of Layers of Fear, Observer, and Blair Witch.
1: Right. And those were Walking Sims. That's why I was a fear that this one is. I yeah. played it could still layers be. of fear and layers of fear was good but it, it was just a horror walker and, some, and i didn't like the blair witch was just boring
0: um so let's see oh so one of the soundtracks is being done by a person from blooper team and the other one is being done by akira yomoloka from, yeah, uh, Silent what, hell. Silent Hill?
1: Yeah, yeah that's right
0: um so he'll be doing probably i would assume the horror side of things yeah Um, in terms of the soundtrack, but yeah, it does look cool. It didn't, it does look more adventure, but given their previous games, it probably will also be pretty walking Simmy. It's just, it'll be like, you have to walk a certain way and avoid certain trappings based on which reality you're looking at. But the fact that they're rendering two realities simultaneously is probably something that can only be done on a more powerful next gen console, which is really the first time in this show, it showed something that couldn't be a game on Xbox one, um, so or PS4. Or yeah. Whatever. So that's uh, that's kinda cool. Next we got uh Fantasy um, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis coming in 2021. It's the next entry in the action RPG final a Fantasy Star Online 2. Don't care.
1: More DLC for a game that I don't play.
0: Yeah. I mean it cool. I mean it looks like your standard anime action game. So
1: I mean i the Fantasy Star games are great. Mm-hmm. Um I just don't have time in my life to play an MMO. Mm-hmm. So this is great for the people who play it, but I don't think that tons of people play it, at least in the West. Yeah.
0: So um, the final thing, so to speak, there was a one more thing, but the final part of what we thought to be the main show uh, was uh, a look at Crossfire X, which had been a PC only series. That one I know for a fact, because I was looking at the wiki earlier for it. Um, So that's coming from Smilegate. Uh, It had been multiplayer only, uh, they then showed off what is going to be the campaign for this game, and that's what this trailer was mostly about, was the campaign, and the campaign is being done uh, by Remedy, who did uh, Max Payne, Alan Wake, and uh, most recently Control, which was on Game of the Year lists uh, for a lot of people, and yep. then I just didn't finish. Not because <laughs> I didn't like it, just because I stopped playing it. Um, so this looks pretty cool. I thought this looked like fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the campaign looked fun. I, I tried might.
1: to jump in this when it was on the pc but it's just another one of the trying to be a competitive shooter mm-hmm. trying to be a counter counter strike yeah um but it was also like it's a, a chinese and like a korean deep game like a, a lot of those like a lot of players in china and korea play it so like a, yeah it's like a big deal it has a huge right base, so it was and... like super competitive when i jumped in i was like i didn't know what i was doing to begin with obviously because it's a new game but also like it's just unforgiving to new players, yeah. so like I'm glad that this is going to come out in consoles and we'll have a campaign, so at least you can kind of get used to the game before getting wrecked online.
0: Well, and it also might be that if when it releases on console, it might have a like a a tiered system of like you're just starting, we're just yeah. going to put you with other players who are just starting, so you don't get your ass like kicked. Yeah, because it's
1: it, it. I think you said it's got the like biggest player base of like any online shooter or something like that, like over a billion people over the. The life, yeah,
0: the lifespan. Because it's been out since like 2009. Yeah, in
1: I mean, America. It's, it's not. I mean, but yeah, granted, Counter Strike's been out since like 2000. Yeah. 2000- you know one or something like that yeah um
0: but still yeah it has a huge player base yeah and
1: so uh, i like knew it was big and like i used to play csgo when i was younger mm-hmm. um so i was like oh this will be right up my alley and then just got fucking wrecked <laughs> so i will be excited when this comes out
0: yeah no i did think this looks cool this was probably one of the things that i'll probably check out on games pass and yeah.
1: xcloud if yeah. it's available and things like that
0: so show kind of ended that's where they talked about the 10 world premieres 22 console launch exclusives even though only 20 mm-hmm. games were talked about Whatever. Um, and then they said, but don't worry, we have one more thing. Uh, the one more thing was a cinematic trailer for what I assume is a very early on in development game that had been leaked and teased and twittered. Uh, and that was Fable. So Fable, we are getting a new uh, Fable. I've seen some things after this that may have implied that it might be an MMO, not a standard like story fable game which I don't know if that's what people want.
1: But that was the rumor for a long time.
0: Yeah, but again, I don't know if it's again, it's just a rumor. I don't yeah. think it was confirmed or anything like that. This obviously didn't show anything like that. It showed off it was a little humoristic It was basically like a pixie fairy flying around, showing you swords and other weird creatures and then she gets eaten by a frog or a toad or whatever. And boy was that funny because it was out of nowhere. Um but I didn't play I've never played any of the Halo games, not having Fable. been an Xbox person. Yeah, Fable. I haven't played or any Halo, Halo. Yeah. I haven't played any <laughs> of the Halo games either. I just want to throw that in there at the end for no reason. Um uh, Fable, I've not played any of those games. Um this doesn't do anything for me based on that fact alone. Uh and like RPG isn't my like first number one go to game type either. So like not even from an RPG lover standpoint did this like yeah Russell the Jimmy's or anything well, like that. They're but they're like
1: not great games like
0: the first one i feel like is like very highly regarded and then they just kind of dwindle well
1: and then there. fable 2 sucked like genuinely was not good and then fable 3 was back to form of fable 1 which was like it's a decent game like it's a comedic yeah. cartoony ish obsidian and so. that's all yeah but people like uh, there are a loud minority of people who want more And clearly they're going to get one.
0: I'm happy for the people that are uh, Fable diehards and are getting more Fable. Because good. I want people to get games and series that they love. Yeah, Uh, It just didn't do anything for me. And ultimately, it was just a cutscene. A very brief one. Yeah, it
1: was just a teaser. didn't even show the world or anything like that. Or character or anything.
0: No, yeah. You don't know who you're playing as. You don't know what the basis is. You don't know what kind of game it is. It's just that it's coming, which we knew... Um, and cool, like, yeah.
1: And it just said "Fable" too, so there's no title for the game, which no. kind of lends credence to the fact that it will be an MMO.
0: Um, yeah, or if not, just like a straight reboot or
1: remake or something. that's the naming convention we have these days. Yeah,
0: I mean, it could be an MMO games of service type thing, the way with you know, the way that Forza has no number and Halo doesn't have a number, and so I guess we'll. Uh... Well,
1: Halo has infinite. It's, well, yeah, it's forever. That's
0: that's a games of service. So yeah, forever. So, yeah, I mean, obviously the big standouts here, Halo being the big game. Um, I mean, it was very top heavy State of Decay is a series that people seem to enjoy enough. Forza obviously has, you know, tons of fans and is a, a quality series. Uh, Avowed was a big surprise, really the only surprise on here that I think did anything for anybody. Um, and then, f- you know, Fable coming in at the end is a, a surprise-ish. As in, it hadn't leaked, but it, there was enough smoke that there was fire here. So, right. Uh, was what was your standout game for the show?
1: <laughs> the medium, even though we had known about it before. Yeah. Seeing more of it makes me interested. As long as I, it's not a Walking Sim. Yeah. I want to see more to know it's more of a sil- like survival horror, Silent Hill esque game, mm-hmm. uh, rather than a Walking Sim. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing it like in more form, it wasn't gameplay necessarily. Because there weren't any like button prompts or anything on the screen, mm-hmm. um, but seeing it in more action than just a cinematic trailer made me go, "Oh, this is looking nice." Yeah. Um, and then I mean, I'm gonna play Halo regardless of yeah. what negative things I have to say about it. I don't. I won't be paying sixty dollars for it though, or yeah. seventy if that's the cost of these games in the future
0: yeah i think i'll probably like depending on how things shake out i'll probably try halo you know yeah. on x because i'm not going to get a series x and this did nothing to tell me that i should get one if anything it told me that i didn't need one
1: absolutely because um, i kept saying
0: game pass game All pass, these game, pass.
1: game pass and smart delivery
0: which is fine because i don't want to have to spend however much it's going to cost for that because i can just spend that on the the playstation mm-hmm. um but i you know halo's cool uh forza looked good for what it is it always does uh my the game that like jumped out the most to me is looking cool was crossfire x um so that one i'll probably try on on games pass and that should be that should be fun but overall and i don't know if it's just because and i texted you this as soon as it's done i'm like yeah. i'm not an xbox guy but t- was this not that good
1: well neither was i i mean i mean, neither am i like
0: um well i always mean, have one i own played. an xbox
1: but like i'm i've yet to be impressed yeah regardless but like this didn't tell i'm not probably going to get either of the consoles when they come out just due to money situations mm-hmm. but like this just didn't do anything to sell the console in general yeah
0: so it, and and like in fact I said, it
1: did the opposite it told me please don't buy our console yeah, because you could buy the subscription service just and be fine. games pass yeah. so
0: i mean if that's the direction they want to go in all power to them um, but yeah so let us know oh i did have a poll on twitter let me go ahead and find that, which did end basically asking you, the fans of the Broken Clock podcast, uh, what you thought of the show. There was a few options here. Uh, so we had um, you. You could have said I am hype. It was good. It was OK. Not for me. Uh, and seriously, that was it. And those were the four choices for this poll. Uh, so we had some people. So thank you for all those that voted. Um Nobody voted for it. It was okay, not for me. So nobody thought it was just run-of-the-mill fine, but don't really care. Um, We had 7.7% said I am hype, which is not a great number for a brand new Most Powerful Super Awesome console that only 7% of the people are hyped for it, um, or for those games coming out. Uh, 30.8% said it was good, and then the majority, 61.5%, said seriously, that was it. So... Again, we're not alone in how this kind of shook out. Um, so, thank you for all those that voted in the poll to let us know what you thought of that. Uh, but ultimately, let us know what you thought—your favorite game, or what you'd like to see differently, or how Xbox can kind of pivot to win you over or win you back uh, for this next generation. Um, so, we'll jump through this couple other things from this week. We'll kind of power through quickly. Uh, it's already going to be a long episode just because this was a big, you know, big showcase. Our PlayStation Supposedly. was pretty long i mean but it, it's big in terms of talking about right. it whether or not you think it lived up to that <laughs> moniker or not. it was supposed to be big yeah uh so lightning round this wasn't the only game showcase this week because as we talked about last week there could be a nintendo direct announced tomorrow who knows and there was uh but it's it, a mini though it was a mini and it was a partner showcase so no first party anything yeah. which was the what we had talked about originally it was like watch tomorrow they're going to announce the 35th anniversary mario stuff no, they didn't. No. Um, this was just a very small thing. Wasn't much here. Uh, it was basically like four things. Um, first, they kicked things off with uh, DLC is coming to Cadence of Hyrule, which was the uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer Zelda mishmash, which is a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's three DLC packs coming, one of them uh, brings extra characters. One of them brings extra songs, uh, and one of them brings story DLC. So the first pack, which is available now, uh, brings you new characters. Impa, Aria, Shadow Link, Shadow Zelda, and Frederick. Uh, That is out now. DLC pack two uh, introduces 39 new songs, some of which are remixes. Um, Some of them are obviously new songs. And then the final DLC uh, is called Symphony of the Mask, and it's new story content, um, where you control Skull Kid from Majora's Mask um and dlc packs two and three will release before november uh, and then once that happens a bundle of the base game with all the content will come out on october the 23rd
1: i gotta finish that game
0: same i did uh, i did quite enjoy it so um i'm excited for only pack three really uh you'll be able to buy both a season pass of the or buy them individually depending on the pricing of it i'll probably just buy the third one or wait till the whole pass is on sale or if the bundled game goes on sale at some point because i don't really care about playing it as other characters or
1: the music's a big part of the game though like, yeah but i don't really i'm excited for that because like the songs kind of get old like mm. you play the same area over and over again you hear the same song over and over again like this is a like a rhythm game essentially so yeah. new songs is great
0: yeah no, I mean, I'm not saying any of it's a bad thing. There'll probably people who are like, I want to play Shadowland. Yeah, that yeah. looks really cool. Just for me, I'm really only caring about the story content. Yeah, two
1: and three are my, like, mm-hmm. I don't really care about the characters just because, like, I'm not a big other Zelda games fan. I yeah. play, like, the, the top down games. So, mm-hmm. like, all those characters that are listed there, I only know who the Shadow characters are. I don't know who Frederick is or <laughs> any of the other ones are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, you know, story DLC is cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then they showed off uh, Rogue Company. Uh, which uh, is an online multiplayer a third-person shooter that looked kind of fun. It's four v four, not really much to it there, but I did think that looked kind of cool. Um, so I did enjoy that. And the two bigger things that they talked about uh, was the a remake for uh, Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne uh, is getting an HD remaster that's coming out in twenty twenty one, and then they also unveiled uh, Five is coming. So that you said you were excited for that, John?
1: Um, I played Nocturne and like. It was one of those like games that uh, is like a game hunter game. Like uh, game collectors were always trying to find it originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it ultimately turned into one that GameStop ended up reprinting and selling. Otherwise, so the fact that they're remaking it is nice. Maybe I'll go back and play it again. I didn't do very much of them. Like I bought probably all of the PS2 ones. Um, but they're, like, they're on the DS and like a bunch of other ones. Uh, so maybe this will make me go back and play the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that they're continuing them, though. I, yeah. And I know they have a fan following, so that's cool. Um, but it's not like out the launch date thing that I care about.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing for this, because again, it was only like 10 minutes, I think. Yeah, it's a mini. Uh, Was uh, gameplay for WWE 2K Battlegrounds. So it showed some wrestlers playing the and gave the first gameplay look at what this game is going to be, and it is very much just like a over-the-top goofy wrestling game that throwing people into alligators or doing jumping up 50 feet in the air and slamming people down. It just looks fun. It just looks like a fun, cartoony game. Uh, it didn't do anything to change what either of us were expecting no. or thought about it, but it was cool to see gameplay for the first time, so uh, I did appreciate that. Ultimately, I'll be getting the game anyway. Probably on Switch, just to have a portable wrestling, wrestling game and, for fun yeah. um but that was that was really all that was there i think the standout for me is battlegrounds but i, I will check out um the 4v4 uh, rope company and then obviously you liked the wrestling and the shin Megami. yeah
1: and well i think cadence is probably my
0: takeaway. oh yeah oh yeah cadence is, is cool too
1: because i physically i like i actually own
0: <laughs> yeah true so uh, so yeah, that was really all that was there for that. Uh, lightning round. John accidentally mentioned earlier NHL uh, 21, no, uh, which yes. is uh, coming out at the normal time, or a little bit later, they did announce that it's coming out in October, where normally it would come out September, just because, I mean things get pushed back because of the pandemic normally they try to schedule it for the start of hockey season though i don't know that hockey season will start on time given that they're finishing up the current season now soon-ish
1: yeah next week (laughs) um
0: well that's when it starts so they won't even be done till like august i think
1: i think it said it goes until the beginning of september
0: yeah so the turnaround might not be the same so who knows what it impact this will have on next year's hockey season Um, but the big takeaway from the announcement of the next nhl game is that there will be no next-gen upgrade for this game Uh, we've talked about madden getting a like a a neck a free next-gen update smart delivery of sorts even though it has caveats In terms of timing, we got FIFA is getting one. Uh, NBA has their whole two-tiered structure Legend Edition thing. Granted, different company. Um, This is at least still EA. Um, But basically their stance was uh, we had to make major adjustments in developing the game from home. Uh, This transition has been very successful. And we're happy to say that the game is on track and feature complete against our original vision. We just need a few extra weeks to do the polish, fine-tuning, and bug-fixing. So that uh, explains how... Um, it's come, why it's coming out in October instead of November. Um, but they did say for NHL 21, we made the decision to focus on adding innovation and new features rather than the resource heavy task of porting the game to the new console technology. We're fully focused on launching NHL 21 on the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 and look forward to the opportunities the next gen systems will bring in the future. So, um, ultimately, I think the pandemic caused this a little bit and just wanting to make sure to get the game out. Which can be tough with year-over-year releases. Just get the game out, get it looking as best as it can, get it lo- having all the features that you wanted to have, and not worrying about the next-gen update. It does kind of suck a little bit. I feel like that would have been a cool thing, maybe not to have right at console launch, but to say six months in or three months in, like by the All-Star break, here's the updated version, which would you know either force you to go out and buy it because it's the new version on the new console, or it gives you the free upgrade delivery or whatever. But Doing something cool in season, I think, would have been a fun thing, but ultimately they decided that it just wasn't worth the, you know, the, the risk of potentially hampering the current game.
1: That's fine. Like, I clearly don't buy these when they originally come out. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually wait until they're on sale anyway, so I don't really care about having a next-gen version of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you also said, like, you're not going to purchase them right when they come out anyway.
1: No, so, oh. and I probably won't be buying the console when mm-hmm. it comes out either, so... yeah. It doesn't affect me at all. I don't really think it affects probably fans for the next-gen systems either. No,
0: it just would have been a nice thing to have. Yeah, Even if you had to pay for it, I think it would have been cool that if at some point during the season, you could, when you're super engaged in playing the game and you're ready for the push for the playoffs and all these things, that you have a better version of the game, but you'll just have to wait a year and you'll get the next-gen version next year and it wouldn't be the first time it's happened and it won't be the last. So,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, All right, lightning round. Uh, We talked about rumors showing what the new Call of Duty was going to be uh, months ago, and now it seems to be almost all but confirmed thanks to Doritos.
1: So uh, someone uh, anonymously DM'd a leaker picture of a Doritos bag that said, uh, Call of Duty Warzone, uh, Black Ops, Warzone, Cold War. Yeah. um, Where you can win... Two years full of double, or a year full of double XP.
0: Yeah, so you get double, you unlock double XP with the promotion, and then you're entered to win double XP for a year, uh, but the big takeaway was a logo for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which is what we knew and, it to be for the most part anyway. But, and
1: the promo date as well.
0: Oh, yes. Because
1: I think it said it started October 20th, which October means 5th October is, 5th is when
0: the promotion starts, so the contest, which means that this game will probably be coming out October 5th or thereabouts.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, these things usually come out probably before the games come out, because they get announced, and then like people buy their chip bags and stuff in advance. Yeah, they save all their
0: codes for their double XP. and.
1: Or, like I mean, it says, like, you know, coming blah 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 date on yeah. the bag. Um, so this will probably be out in September, I would guess, probably late September. Um, yeah, if not
0: October the 5th. I don't know what day of the week that is.
1: But my guess is that this isn't going to have a single player at all. This is just going to be a $20 add-on to Warzone.
0: Oh, maybe uh, October the fifth is a Monday, so it'll either be so maybe Friday the second this comes out and the promotion starts Monday, or the promotion starts and Friday August ninth this comes out somewhere in that range. I would I
1: would think it probably comes out before Yeah, you would want your double XP the game the second the game is out. You know, people are gonna be slamming their Doritos while playing the game rather than
0: doing their game fuels. And, right,
1: doing the other thing where like they buy their chip bag and then they have to have keep their cheap greasy chip bag. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or you know whatever, um, but I mean this, it. It's a physical bag picture, so unless some dude like printed his own Dorito bag to leak, you know, make a fake leak, then like this is all but confirmed.
0: Yeah. So I mean, we pretty much knew that going in, but this is again more confirmation to that point. So
1: and it keeps the Warzone name as well.
0: Uh, the bag, the picture that I saw didn't have the Warzone. Oh, really? Name. I
1: thought the one that I saw had the Warzone name on it. Dorito. Oh yeah, you're right. It just says Call of the Black Ops Cold War on it.
0: So yeah, it doesn't have that per se, but um, I mean, it definitely will be a, a war zone component to it and things like that. So, um, so yeah, there you go. All but confirmed Cold War, and uh, that should be exciting, assuming there's a story and stuff to it. That could be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and, and, and fun. the promotion ends in January of 2021. so it has to come out around that date.
0: Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll obviously get more from that at some point in the future. Probably whoever has the next game showcase. <laughs> We'll get Call of Duty to join them if yeah. there's not just a regular, like, hey, it's a random Tuesday. Here's the announcement. Here's everything.
1: I mean, they, that's the way they, Modern Warfare 2, when that was out, it was just, like, there that day. Remember? Yeah.
0: And, I, I mean, ultimately, with this news hitting now, I feel like you just, to bite the bullet, just put out a trailer. Just do something. We'll probably get an announcement this week, given that it's... It's out there and everybody knows now. Yeah, no secret.
1: Thanks to Doritos. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, something that was surprising from Comic Con at home was a teaser trailer for the return of G Four, the uh, the gaming channel that was uh, once Tech TV.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, or G Four was its own thing, and then it merged with Tech TV. No, or... I think
1: TV, Tech TV and G Four were the same. Like they were two different things, but they were owned by the same parent company. And then, they and then Tech TV disappeared, and yeah. G Four became Tech TV.
0: Um. So this was Attack of the Show. This was X Play. This was
1: Screensavers? Savers.
0: Uh, Arena, I think, was one. What was the? There was a game where they just played like Unreal Tournament and Counter Strike and like America's Army, and it was just like oh, it, yeah. it was like an early esports. I think it was yeah. called Arena, and I remember watching that. That was really cool. Uh, I liked G Four for a certain period of time. X Play, and, and then it kind of became irrelevant in the internet age, so to speak, where. They were filming these shows, and if they weren't live, then the news was already old to where, like, they would film maybe, like, once a week, and then the news would already be old by the time it aired on whatever show that it was. Right. Um, So it kind of – it felt like a magazine in that instance, so –
1: Yeah, I think X-Play was mostly reviews, and by the time that stuff came out, it was always old. Yeah. But Attack of the Show was every day, so, like, that was their, like, news wrap-up for the day, and I think that was – The only takeaway, that and watching cops fucking (laughs) 24-7. That's what it became. Or rather 23-7 because it was cops and then of the show.
0: Yeah, that's what it was towards the end. So uh, I don't think this will be a cable channel like it once was. It absolutely won't be. I have to figure this is either a YouTube channel, a Twitch channel, probably some all-encompassing. We're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, we're on Facebook Gaming. I would assume it's probably going to be, there will be those staple of shows like, I think attack of the show would be a great morning show where like you cover all of the news from the previous day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do your X plays at night and that's, you know, previews and things like that. And I feel like through the rest of the day, there will be streamers and things that people will be signed to G4 as G4 specific talent and streamers and on-air personalities and stuff. I don't feel like I just, there's no way they didn't say anything about what it's going to be, where it's going to be. It's just said G4 is coming back. Yeah. I just can't imagine it would be a cable channel.
1: Well my guess is this is going to be what we can like consider channels now. Like the Nerdist channel is just an app on other streaming stuff. Yeah. Where like it just has content that you can access. Nothing is streaming constantly. So like this will have your attack of the show. It'll just come out on eight every morning. Yeah. And then you can watch that segment. It's not gonna be streaming. And there's not going to be anything running. It's well, might, just going to have choosable content.
0: I feel like there will be streaming, but there will also be a video on demand component to it where it's like, like how a lot of Twitch channels are or YouTube channels where it's like, hey, we stream every day at 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., but you can watch the stream afterwards whenever you want. Yeah. So I feel like there will be some live components to it just because that interactivity will be key for this succeeding of live chats on the side. You don't want to just live on its YouTube videos and its comments. G G4 seems like a, a thing that would thrive on uh, interactivity with the audience. So I think if it's streaming, which we both assume that it will be in some like you know capacity, not as in not a cable channel, something that lives exclusively online, yeah. um, that I think it will be a mix of both pre-recorded stream videos, live streams. You know, studio shows, maybe a journalist show, maybe like sit down interview series of things, of shows or whatever. There'll probably be seasons of things. They might even jump into the like scripted content and have their own version of like, what are the Apple TV series about game development or any of these other ones? Oh,
1: yeah. Well, like, that's why I'm like, the only thing we have to compare it to is Nerdist. Yeah, And Nerdist spawned off of G4 because uh, what's his name was like involved in G4, the behind the scenes stuff for Attack of the Show.
0: Oh, was he? I don't... Yeah, I don't and know. then he
1: did podcast stuff, and the, yeah. the podcast he did was called The Nerdist. Yeah, I knew it the podcast And then that stuff. turned into the, like... The network The, of the network. So yeah. I think it's going to be more of a, like an app you download and maybe pay to subscribe to. Yeah. I'm Um, sure there'll
0: be free versions and paid versions. Right. Patreons. And I
1: think Nerdist runs through Verve. So like you pay for Verve and you get the Nerdist content. Yeah. Um, Or you can just support Nerdist or like Rooster Teeth is the same thing. Like Mm. Rooster Teeth doesn't necessarily do streaming stuff. They just have a net, like a, A channel quote unquote and then they put stuff out at certain yeah and like
0: ign has a channel of sorts they have an app that you can have on your smart tv that has like they have regular daily shows or weekly shows Mm -hmm. and then they also have the people streaming and stuff like that so i think it'll just be like that um it's cool it's a nostalgia grab i did see trending earlier today was xavier woods is trying to get is trying to position himself um so trending on twitter was like creed 4g4 Because he like wants to be a host or do something on it, they could
1: put up up down down on there. That'd be perfect. Yeah,
0: he could have a specialty offshoot show or something like that. So uh, I think it's cool. I think it's good for the industry, for the business. Everyone will be interested to see what it is because this was the first that any of us really saw of competitive esports and news landscape of shows. And you know, it was a different time back then. But I think this was that was the precursor to what is prevalent in the games industry now of streaming and content creation yeah. and all this stuff that was g4 and tech tv back in the day so uh, i'm a for it. it should be cool i don't know that i'll necessarily watch it every day or subscribe to it or do anything like that but i'm excited to see it come back
1: if it is like i mean i watched attack of the show every day um like when g4 was probably at the its deathbed but mm-hmm. like it was a nice way to to get my wrap up of gaming news so i don't have to like sort through twitter and deal with other people's opinions on things and you know whatever garbage comes through social media
0: well then you could like look and see the news and then go filter and look for more info on your own right
1: so like if that's the case with this then like yeah i'm all for it but also like g4 also had some pretty gross stuff at the time so like if if it has more of a filter on it now and not just like has its nerdist you know, not nerdist, but like it's like, you know, geek goggles on where mm. like girls are scary and like that kind of sort of thing that it had kind of back then.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, granted, the world was a different time. In well, yeah, it needs to grow up yeah. as the world is I think it will.
1: Um, but I will. I'll, I'll be interested to see where it comes from. And yeah. if it is just my, my one source for news every day, then I'll, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, and ultimately it'll come down to personalities and hosts and things Absolutely, like that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, people suck it, on it. Yeah, as anything will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be exciting to see it come back. So... Uh, We'll look for more information when that becomes available. Lightning round. uh, We got movie news now. Uh, We got a confirmation this week that Sonic 2 is in development. The movie. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie 2, which we all knew was going to happen, given that the first one was the the highest grossing video game movie of all time. Mm -hmm. And didn't even get a full run in theaters because... I think right? it did. It came out in February, and then the pandemic shut, shut down in March. So,
1: it was the last movie that most people probably saw in theaters.
0: Yeah. So it like I think it was out – I mean, I guess it would have had like a month to be in theaters, yeah. but as the highest grossing movie and only being out and like kind of being forced to remove yourself from theaters, so to speak, two was a given. Um, but we got a release date of April the 8th, 2022, which I feel like is a little bit premature. I'm hoping that they probably already have a story in place in case the sequel got greenlit to where they can start that work now because I mean, you can't really do any filming or anything now and everybody's schedule is going to be delayed given whatever their next project was they were working yeah, on. Yeah, it's,
1: it's pushed until whenever. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, so this is technically only two years from the first one coming yeah. out, which is a really quick turnaround. Um, but I, I like the first one a lot, so I'm, I'm down to see more.
1: Yeah, and I surprisingly liked it as
0: well, so. <laughs> there, there you go. So are you, are you lining up? Are you in line already?
1: I, I can't legally line up.
0: That's true. Okay. Once the social distancing is over, once the theaters are open, you'll be the first in line just like you were for the last Absolutely. One. Very exciting stuff. Um, uh, not really much else to say on that. So lightning round. There was also talk for the first time in a couple of years about the Mega Man. Live action movie. Now, back in 2018, we got confirmation of directors for this movie, uh, which are Henry Juiced and Ariel Schumann. I don't really know who Henry Juiced is, but Ariel Schumann is the brother of the Catfish guy, Uh, and so he produced and directed the Catfish movie and a bunch of episodes of the Catfish TV show. Um, So his brother was the one that was catfished and turned a little career into it. Uh, Those two most recently are working on Project Power, which is a new Netflix action movie with Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt about pills that give you superpowers and taking down the drug dealers who have access to that uh, terrible thing that would exist in the world, if that was true. Sure. (laughs) Um, So they confirmed that uh, not only are they still working on it, that it's a project they're very excited about, they confirmed that they've brought on uh, the writer, uh, Matson Tomlin, who worked with them on Project Power, saying we had such a great time working with Matson on Project Power that they invited him to help them out with Mega Man. Um, so they confirmed that there's a writer on it. And they also said that big news is coming soon. I feel like if big news was ready to come, they would have announced it during Comic-Con. But also they're promoting their movie that's coming out. So they probably didn't have time to do anything but are you excited about a Mega Man, and what do you think the big news is?
1: Uh, I don't care about a Mega Man movie.
0: I want to see it. I just want to know, is, is he going to be an all-CG robot, or is he going to be a kid, teen man in a suit?
1: I don't, I don't want it to be live action. Like I think that Mega Man is something that just needs to stay in the cartoon-verse or mm. CG-verse. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's. I could see it being really cool. I feel like it would be, even though it's live action, I feel like it'll be very Tron-esque where it's live action, but it's really just green screen or the live avatar. Yeah. Where like, yes, there's people. Yes. Dr. Wiley is a real man. Yes. You know, such and such friend is a real man or whatever, but Mega Man is either all CG robot or man face on all CG kind of like, um, Uh, Alita Battle Angel, where it's like, okay, it's a robot woman, but it's still a regular face person, but it's CGified with wires or big eyes or whatever you want to do with it. I feel like that's probably the route we're going to go. And at that point, you could make Mega Man seem like it fits because it'll be mostly CG, even though it's technically live action. I feel like that's the only way this works. It's it's not going to be Sonic where it's, oh, look, CG Mega Man came to our world and he's helping... James Marsden, battle in rural Oklahoma. Like, I don't think we're getting that. I think we're going to get, you know, big, you know, CG metropolises and futuristic cityscapes and stuff. And that can be cool.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it it comes down to what we thought with Sonic. Like, just show me Mega Man and, like, and then I'll be okay or not okay. Yeah. In the case of Sonic, we were not okay when it first started, but then then it turned into okay. So, like... I want to know what it looks like, and that'll gauge my interest. If it looks like butt, I honestly don't care.
0: So maybe the big news then <laughs> is here's Mega Man. Like, here's a teaser. It shows you what Mega Man looks like. And then either everyone loves it and they move forward, or everyone hates it and, and they, they have time to redesign it. Yeah. it and reskin it, and then we wait another six months to find out anything more about it.
1: Yeah. So, so. I need to know what Mega Man looks like, and and like, I, Dr. Wily can be...
0: just like, be a dude.
1: Can just be uh, what's his face from Back to the Future, like
0: oh, Doc Brown. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's fine. Yeah, um, but I, I need to know what Mega Man looks like to,
0: to yeah, the whole know if I care not. Because
1: there is a Mega Man live action. There was a Mega Man live action movie. It was like one of those like straight to DVD things. Huh? Um, I've never seen that. It's it's not good. So there's a reason you haven't seen it. And it's trying to do more of like the Mega Man X, where he's like more of an adult ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's not great. And obviously you didn't even know it existed. So like that proves its purpose. So yeah. show me what Mega Man looks like and then I'll have an opinion. But as of right now, I just don't care.
0: Yeah. Again, I like I'm down for a Mega Man movie. I'm not like a don't ever make this. It won't work.
1: Oh yeah. I'm not shooting it down. I just no.
0: Yeah. I'm know not anything. saying you. I'm just saying there, there will be Mega right, Man right, right, diehards right. out there that say, don't touch this. Let leave Mega Man alone. You're going to make it the Mario Brothers movie and I don't want that. Yeah, or don't, Dragon Ball. Don't, yeah, don't do it. Avatar. Just, yeah, leave it to be video games. Um, so I'm down to see it. Uh, but it all, again, hinges on what the main character looks Absolutely. like, which is essential uh, to its success. And the whether way.
1: or not the Superpower movie is going to be good or not, too. Because if that sucks, then like, yeah. the, then you know the whole creative team is not yeah. creating a good thing.
0: Correct. So um, I've seen I mean, positive feedback from people that I think have seen it or seen parts of it. So. Yeah, I guess it comes out.
1: Um, this week is 13th. Oh yeah,
0: okay. so that could be pretty cool. Um, so we'll reserve judgment until we see that to whether or not to be excited about yeah. the uh, the mega Man movie. Mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, it could be good. Obviously it could be bad. video game movies have an up and down record. so we'll uh, we'll ultimately see once we know what that big, big things, news yeah. is. Uh, all right, well, that'll do it then for the lightning round, not lightning round for this week. Um, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what your favorite game from the Xbox Game Showcase was. Did you think Halo looked good? Did you think it looked like but? What was your big surprise? What was your favorite game that was talked about? What do you want to see from the next one that they have that they said is coming? You know, what was missing that you think should be there? Uh, Let us know if there's anything that you liked from the direct mini. Are you sad about no next-gen NHL? Uh, Do you like or hate the Cold War? Um, name for the next call of duty are you gonna get the doritos for double xp are you excited that the prize is xp for a year which is i don't know stupid but if you like it that's cool let us know uh, what do you want to see from a revived g4 what do you want to see in sonic 2 and what do you think a mega man movie should be let us know on facebook and twitter at broken clock pods but once again for the broken clock podcast Gamescast, my name is adam and i'm johnny and thanks so much for listening
1: wash your hands